Last Tuesday night, the Vancouver Canucks hit the ice trying to keep their playoff hopes alive when facing the Seattle Kraken. And they did their part to get a win, thanks in part to their record-breaking performance from their defenseman. Alexiak with a blind pass in front, missed everybody, and here comes Vancouver, two on one the other way. Garland and Hughes, Garland with the puck. Throwing it to Hughes, who scores! The memorable season for Quinn Hughes continues another multi-point performance. He cashes in on the odd man rush, and it's now a 5-2 hockey game. Wow, Quinn Hughes with an, another outstanding hockey game. A three-point game for Hughes made him the Canucks' all-time leader for points by a D-man in a single season, but even his heroics weren't enough to keep Vancouver into postseason contention as a victory that night by the Dallas Stars eliminated Vancouver. Tonight, the Canucks play their final home game of the season against the LA Kings, and we'll find out who's taking home the hardware with the year-end awards. It's the Canucks and Kings. Live from Rogers Arena, this is NHL Hockey on the Canucks Radio Network. This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Fan Appreciation Night, the 41st and final regular season game at Rogers Arena tonight for the Vancouver Canucks who get set to entertain the Los Angeles Kings. Hello everyone, Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you here in the Jim Robson Broadcast Gondola. Hershey, the Canucks go into tonight's game now officially knowing that they aren't heading to the playoffs. That wasn't the feeling they had going into Tuesday night when they hosted the Seattle Kraken, but you could even just tell the way that game was going. Vancouver had a lead, got into penalty trouble, then they found out that they were done as far as being a playoff team, and it kind of turned into a weird game, but they got the victory, and Bruce Boudreaux, we heard him on on our pregame show, says, hey, get the wins anytime you can, but it kind of comes at a, a different feeling at the end of the night, doesn't well, it? Well, yeah, now it's now it's about seeing guys play. So you're going to roll four lines. Yes, you're going to do your matchups, but you're going to see what guys some guys can do, right? You, you want to give Pod Colson more ice time. Um, you Hughes, do you, do you come back off of his minutes? So there's a lot of stuff things still that are going to play themselves out but these are typically exhibition games in a sense that you're going to watch certain guys and see how they finish out the year let's take a look at tonight's betting odds brought to you as always by play now sports your local bc sportsbook canucks are 154 on the money line a ten dollar bet has the potential to win 540 for a total payout of fifteen dollars and forty Sense. Canucks and Kings going head-to-head. -head. Two teams that a lot of people thought might be in opposite situations finishing off a season. Give credit to L.A. They've had a pretty, pretty good year to be heading to the playoffs. Well, you give a lot of credit to, to the coaching staff, to their general manager, to Rob Blake, those guys that did a nice job in their quick rebuild. Well, they're in the playoffs, and Jonathan Quick has had a resurgence too, so that helps. Uh, but they've, they've brought in some pretty good players. guy to watch is Brandon Lemieux. Pesky, just like his dad, yeah. so he'll give you a cheap shot, and guys got to be aware when he's out there. And for fans tuning in that are wondering who are going to be the players from Vancouver taking home the hardware, Canucks have done a pretty good job uh, keeping things close to the vest, and in fact, they don't do a pregame awards ceremony. They announce the awards as the game rolls along during the commercial timeout, so we'll keep you posted, but we've got player of the year, most exciting player, unsung hero, no shortage of candidates for all of these awards Corey. Uh, absolutely great some guys have had great years and it's unfortunate they made a good run down the stretch but it didn't happen 
It's the Vancouver Canucks and the LA Kings. Third and final head-to-head -head meeting this season for these two clubs. It's LA's last game of their regular season. Vancouver's final home game before they wrap up the season tomorrow in Edmonton. Opening face-off is next. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us for Fan Appreciation Night on the West Coast as the Canucks play their final home game of the season against the Los Angeles Kings. Let's take a look at the starting goalies. Spencer Martin will get the call in net for Vancouver, coming off a very impressive victory Tuesday over the Seattle Kraken, where he made 30 saves. He's 2-0-2 this season at the NHL level. At the other end of the ice for the LA Kings, Cal Peterson's going to get the call. This will be his 37th appearance as a backup this year. His record for LA is 20-14. And one. Tonight's referees are Michael Markovich and Gord Dwyer. The linesmen are Trent Norm and Ryan Galloway as the teams come together at center ice. Canucks wearing their 90s skate uniforms, black trimmed in red and yellow. The Kings wearing their white uniforms trimmed in black and silver, and they've got those disco ball helmets to boot as we're underway with period one here in Vancouver. An opening period of play that sees the Canucks move right to left on your radio. And quickly, Vancouver will get it into the LAN. Tyler Myers had a snapshot, take a deflection off a stick wide. Andre Kopitar, normally the captain for LA, but not tonight. We'll tell you why in a moment. He, though, gave it away off the wall in his own zone to JT Miller. To the point for Myers with a shot. That's blocked off the leg of Kopitar. He'll shake that off as he'll now get possession, give the puck off to Adrian Kempe, and the Kings will have a chance to make a change and rag the puck back into their own zone. Well, the top pairing tonight for the Kings, Edler and Stetcher. Huh. Talk more about that. As, yeah, that's something. As they have yet to hit the ice, but they're about to in a matter of moments as the Kings get it into the Vancouver territory. Elias Pettersson will jump on it, float it high down the ice. Brock Besser will get to it first to wave off the icing. Dishes it behind the net. Couldn't find Vasily Podkolzin with the puck. And now LA will race out of their zone to center. Lake Lazat down the right side. Giving it off to the stick of Andreas Anthonisiu, but his shot deflects into the end netting and out of play for a whistle. Oliver ekman Larson, or was it Quinn? I think it was Quinn. He just blew a tire. And then that created the two-on-one. It was a shot, and I'm not sure Spencer Martin saw it, but it still went off. I think it was Shen. And over the net. But Spencer Martin's been, man, he's been lights out. He's got a 9.53 save percentage. He's only allowed seven goals in four appearances no. with the big team this year. No, the best game was the 47 saves he made out of 50 shots against Edmonton. Face off to his glove hand side. Brad Richardson will take this against Carl Grundstrom. Richardson gets waved out of the dot. He'll be replaced by Jason Dickinson. Grundstrom wins the draw. Puck back to the point for Sean Dersey. Long shot blocked in the slot. Richardson finds it back for Vancouver. Brings it to center ice and dumps it in deep. Jersey played it behind his net. Puck came off the wall to Richardson. Let's a wrist shot go, and that's the first save made by Cal Peterson. And he'll hang on for the whistle with a minute and a half gone and a scoreless opening frame of play. Well, when you know there's only two games left, and if you didn't make. Well, and Bungus is going to cut that off for a second. They're just acknowledging Dustin Brown. Playing in his last regular season game tonight. That's a real classy move by a, 
an organization that had fits with Dusty Brown over the years. But yeah, he's wearing the captaincy tonight. He was a longtime captain for the LA Kings when they won the Stanley Cup for the first time. And a nice round of applause here from a guy that, that boy, did he cause the Canucks a fair amount of problems in his heyday in this league with LA. Uh, you know what? Yeah, and he was tough, and he was played the game hard, and that's what he'll be remembered for. Puck is dumped in deep into the Vancouver end. Long shot deflected off the post. That came from long range off the stick of Mikey Anderson. Nick Patan will find it for Vancouver and clear the zone. Juho Lamico will have a chance to float it down into the L.A. territory. And that definitely hit the post, the right post. I looked at it. I could see the replay quickly. Uh, Canucks dodge a bullet. Oliver Ekman Larson throws it back into the L.A. territory. Jersey had a chance to gather it off the wall. Puck got away from him. It does come clean to center ice. Now it's the Kings. Kupari deflecting it back into the Vancouver end. I was saying, when you know there's only two games left and you're a player, while well, you're going to go out playing as hard as you can because you got five months off. And they want to try and show something. Ekman Larson with a drive from the point, sails wide. Puck caromed off the corner boards to the stick of Gabe Velarde, and he'll backhand it the other way. Kings will make a full-scale change on the fly. Garland in across the L.A. line to our left. Turned it over to Kopitar, and here come the Kings the other way. Kempe leaving it for Brown down the right wing. Throwing it to the goal to Kempe. His chance stopped at the top of the crease by Martin. And he'll hang on for the faceoff. That'll be the first scoring chance of the game. It goes to the Kings. Dustin Brown with a nice little pass. He hits Kempe in the slot, but Martin reads it perfectly. He really does. He gets across. He knows exactly where it's going. That's one thing I noticed about him is he reads the play very, very well. He had a lot of opportunity for reads the other night when the Kraken had back-to-back -back nearly full two-minute five-on-three power oh, plays. Here's Bob Colson for the Canucks into the LAN to our left. Pushed to the ice by Jordan Spence. Canucks though block a clearing attempt. Here's Besser in the slot. Addition into the face-off circle for Quinn Hughes. Winds a fires blocker. Save made by Peterson. Now Peterson with a chance. Denied by the LA goaltender as Vancouver get their first couple of good scoring chances here in the first period. Oh, Quinn Hughes is allowed to walk right down mainstream, and he just fires a bullet. <laughs> a slapper from about five feet away. They tell me that doesn't hurt, and then Pedersen gets the rebound. He rips it. A nice save by Peterson. Is he gets square right, right in the chest. That's what you want to do. He's trying to vie for some playoff ice time, even though Jonathan Quick has been outstanding this year. Draw to the glove side of LA's netminder. We're gonna stalemate after the puck was dropped. Now it comes back to the line for Brad Hunt. Dishes it behind the net. Richardson poked off the puck. Dickinson trying to retrieve it off the wall. Can't get to it. And the Kings are able to clear the zone and see it come to center ice. 16-16 to go here in a scoreless opening period of play. Lies on across the Vancouver line. Gives it off to Anthony Seal, who will put it in deep. Now coming away with it is Alex Ayafalo. Long shot, save made by Martin. Rebound comes to Travis Dermott, and he'll scoop it out to center for Matthew Highmore. He'll skate with it down the left wing into the LAN. Try to centering feed. That's blocked, and the Kings 
Mizot will skate back through the neutral zone, roll it down the ice, and the Kings make a full-scale change on the fly. Boy, are those helmets shiny. Shiny silver. Not sure I like them, Joe. Well, and they look extremely shiny from hundreds of feet away. I wonder what it's like down on the ice for an opposing goalie. Like you could brush your teeth in those helmets. <laughs> you really could. Puck down in the Vancouver end. Won't stay there for long as Lamico is able to skate with it to center. Gives off for Patan down the left side. In across the L.A. stripe. Patan throwing it into the corner. Lamico couldn't get to the puck before Arthur Kaliev. He had a tough time moving it out of his own zone. Patan trying to chase it free back to the end boards. As Troy Stetcher found it free for L.A. And now the Kings will clear. Here's Edler down the left wing of the Vancouver zone. But his... Forward in front of him, Grunstrom was a stride early offside, and that's why play is whistled down. You know, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why teams try to change up the fashion. Yeah, you know. Vegas did it first with those gold shiny helmets. I mean, what, the, what would the Canucks do? You know? I don't think they need to do a shiny blue. <laughs> Neon yellow. I will admit for traditionalists like you and I, and our esteemed executive producer, Cam Barra. They just, they're too bright. Yeah, they are. They're it's, too bright. It looks silly. Centering pass comes into the crease. Kempe trying to jab it home. He can't as it's swept away by Martin. Chase on will get pressured into the corner by Kempe, who got it back for L.A. Gets it back to the point now for Ole Mata. Near side for Jordan Spence. He'll give off for Kopitar. Back to Spence at the right point. Walks the line. Goes rink wide for Mata. Back to Spence. Near boards to Kempe with a drive. That's blocked in the slot by Luke Shen. And Vancouver on their heels a little bit here are able to clear it to center. Here's Hughes getting some space down the left wing. Quinn Hughes in on the attack, trying to centering feed. It was blocked by Mata. Good chance for Vancouver on the counterattack, but doesn't even result in a scoring chance. Well, Mata does a really nice job of staying in the middle. And that's not like Hughes. He can usually make that play. Anthony Siu takes the puck in. Now we've got play whistle down. Vancouver, I think, have... Or is it L.A. that have too many men on the ice? Uh, I think it's the King, or you know what? It might be the Canucks. And I think, interesting. Let's get the call here. Yeah, it's going to be the Canucks, and I think the Canucks had 12 guys on the ice. <laughs> yeah, look at, and no, they had too many guys. I think it was Pedersen that jumped in. He jumps in off the bench and he ends up touching the puck while well, two guys aren't even on the bench yet. But you know what, Joe? Part of that, I would say the bigger problem with that is, is that, and I've seen it all year, Canucks don't hustle back to the bench for changes. That's probably one of the most important things. And it's not just the Canucks. A lot of teams do it. A lot of guys. Once their shift's done, they just, that's it. I'm out of here. And I'm that done. drives coaches nuts, oh, doesn't yes. it? But it screws everybody else up, too, because then the player on the bench has to wait and it could mean the difference between a scoring chance and a non-scoring chance. Pod Colson will be the player serving the penalty for Vancouver. LA on their first man advantage of the hockey game. And they set things up in the Canucks zone to our right. Kopitar sweeping the puck around the net of Martin. Had it picked off on the near wall by Richardson. And he's able to clear for Vancouver. Miller, Myers, ekman Larson, the other Canucks on the ice for this PK. They're no longer in the basement in the league when skating shorthanded. That'll be helped by going seven for eight on the PK the other night by the Kraken. Here's Dickinson with a chance shorthanded, couldn't get a shot off. Gets it back though to Myers. 
Rink wide at the point for Ekman. Larson, his shot deflected wide by Miller. And LA will now have a chance to set up a breakout. Yeah, Kings out shooting the Canucks six to three right now. And yeah, the chances at three to two for LA. Kings have really, they've had a great year to be a playoff team, but they've really had their struggles on the power play. 27th best overall in the league. They've scored just 40 times on the power play this season, but they'll bring it into the Vancouver end. Long wrist shot, easily gloved and held by Martin. That came off the stick of Kaliyev, and we'll have a draw with 54 seconds to go in this LA power play. Uh, when you don't score on the power play, that's, that's not good for playoffs. Uh, you know, and because you need you need special teams, but I'm still fascinated by the East playoff race. It's well, gonna be nuts. And LA, if they want any legit shot at knocking off the high-flying Oilers in round one, special teams have to be a difference maker. And remember, they're playing without Drew Doughty, who's their power play quarterback. But yeah, they're gonna have to be a whole lot better on that side of the coin if they want to be able to eliminate Connor McDavid and company in round one. Well, even right now, just watching their power play, it's hasn't even been able to get set up in the Canucks zone. As they do get it into the Vancouver territory with 25 seconds to go, but they turn it over. Hughes leaving it free for Pedersen, who will skate with it to center. Backhanded in deep, and now Vancouver will make a full-scale change on their penalty kill. There's 15 seconds left, and the too-many-men minor being served by Pod Colson. Now the puck gets flipped into the Vancouver bench by the Kings, Brendan Lemieux. And that almost will do it for LA's first power play of the game. Well, Alex Edler this year, three goals, 16 assists, only got into 40 games. I remember he stuck on his 99th goal forever last year, couldn't score, so finally he's got that. And this is only his second career National Hockey League game against the Canucks, and it's always it's got to be so weird for him coming in here. And so awkward going to the visitor locker room. Yeah, a mainstay on the blue line for over a decade here in Vancouver. Arguably the best defenseman the club has ever had. Well. And he leads the team in almost every offensive category, games played, power play. I think there's another guy that's going to have oh, something to say about that I by the time he's done. But up to this point, <laughs> you are correct. All right, penalty is now out. As Pod Colson's back onto the ice after serving the bench minor. Loose pocket center is found by Brunstrom. Spence will retreat to his own zone as both teams make changes. 7-3, the shot clock favoring LA at this stage of a scoreless hockey game in Vancouver. As Sheldon Dries will chip it to center. Couldn't find his teammate with a pass. It gives an opportunity for Anthony Sioux to dump it back the other way. Patan leaves it for Lamico. Rolls it out of his own zone. Travis Dermott, who's back into the lineup tonight after sitting out with illness on Tuesday. He'll get it to the LA territory. Puck stuck in sticks and skates off the right boards. It came to the line for Dermott. He turns it over to Anthony Siu, who lifts it very high out of his own face-off circle to the other way. Kings have a number of rookies in the lineup right now and even on the back end they've got Spence and Druzy both rookies and Kaliev's a rookie and playing some guys giving them opportunities and looks Byfield's a rookie here's Miller with a chance that went off the 
skate in the circle from Dursey and wide of the net of Peterson. Kings get it back into the Vancouver territory to our right. Byfield trying to get it off the wall, does. It comes to the point. Dursey sweeping it back behind the net, looking for Kaliev, but got away from him to Shen. He lost the puck. Then a chance from in, close opportunity for Grundstrom, denied by Martin. Good test for Vancouver's net miners. The Canucks will clear it back into the LA zone. Oh, Byfield is the Kings' first round pick, second, second overall in the 2020 draft. Five goals this year. Supposed to be turning into a pretty good player. Had a lot of high draft picks the last couple of years, and there, many of them are going to get their first taste of playoff action starting next week. Long stretch of play without a whistle here as we've just officially passed the midway stage of period one. Here comes Kempe for the Kings across the Vancouver line. Throws it to Troy Stetcher on the right circle. His shot right to the breadbasket of Martin, and he'll hang on. 9.09 to go in period one. It's the Canucks and Kings still scoreless. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch back with you here in Vancouver with nine minutes to play in this opening period of play. Troy Stetcher with it in his own blue line for Los Angeles. Trying to feed it up the wall. It was knocked away by Matthew Highmore. He'll force it back into the King's end. Edler first to it. Dishes off for Ayafalo and he'll now have a chance to clear it to center. Stetcher whips it in deep. Martin will play it free behind his net. Gives it off for Ekman Larson. Dangerous clearing attempt. Nearly picked off by Rasmus Kupari, but the puck does clear the zone. Well, Joe, we should make note. Luke Shen winning the Unsung Hero Award. Good for him. He's well-deserved. I remember talking to Brett Lindros on the bus one time, and he said that his dad told him if he kept bringing home the most improved trophy... Every year. <laughs> uh, I like Brett. As Cal Peterson has covered a shot up from Brad Hunt. It's tough to have a brother like Eric, though. And oh, no question. The most no question. Improved. Let's take a break. A little more than eight to go here in the first. Canucks and Kings still scoreless. It's Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch back with you. Canucks and Kings remain scoreless. This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Do you own your own home? Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Eight to play here in the scoreless first. Loose puck in front of the L.A. bench. Anthony Sioux comes away with it but turned it over. Patan. Back in across the Kings line, rolling shot, knocked away off the pads of Peterson, and now the puck is deflected into the end netting, out of play. We'll have a draw back inside the LA zone. We should also mention, Corey, that earlier on in the game during a break, they announced, as you said, Luke Shen, named unsung hero of the year for Vancouver. And to nobody's surprise, defenseman of the year honors, the Babe Pratt Award, goes to Quinn Hughes. Ah, uh, no question, well-deserved going to add to his record-breaking season probably in the next couple games. 66 points. He passed Doug Lidster. Pretty good year. And he's only going to keep breaking his own record year after year after year. I would have loved to see 
NHL players like I think most fans would have to see them at the Olympics. I would have loved to see Quinn Hughes play on the bigger ice on the international stage for Team USA. Because if he's doing what he's doing at this level on NHL ice. Oh, there's so much more time and space oh. and room to make plays. Turnover by the Kings at center ice. Garland couldn't get it into the LA zone. Pedersen following up. His pass deflected down to Pod Colson. That's so lucky they didn't get another too many men on the ice penalty. Besser gets it in deep. Hughes with it in the corner being pressured. John Dersey trying to tie him up. Puck comes back off the wall. Besser does well to keep it into the line. Pedersen gives it in front to Pod Colson. Quick wrist shot denied on the short side by Peterson. Ekman Larson with it at the point for Vancouver. Goes off to the wall for Myers. Forces it behind the net. Mikey Anderson fell to his knees. Did well, though, to chip it off the glass. And now the Kings cleared out of danger. And the shot's right now 10-5 for L.A. Kelly up. Gets back into the Vancouver zone. Threw it towards the net. And then Myers gets a stick up on his opponent being Byfield, Byfield who's slow to get up. But Myers is going to the box for a high sticking infraction, and the only question now is, is two or four? Yeah, it looks like two, but I don't think he was bleeding. I guess we'll wait and see. Let's get the call here from referee Gord Dwyer on the call. See, this is where, this is ridiculous. He's still on the bench. No, it's, I get it. Uh, why is if there's blood, it's a double minor, and if there isn't, it's it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, you yeah, wonder if that... Some guys cut easier than others. Yeah, you wonder if that would ever be looked at by the yeah. league and the PA moving forward. Made so many changes to the rules over the years. It should be a, an official's discretion. But then again, you take it right out of the... That used to happen, and then it was, you know, the, the coaches were all over the... That's right. So they tried to make it more black and white, I guess. Second power play of the game here for L.A. Kopitar will get it in the Vancouver end. Gives off for Brown. Great wide feed, finds Ayafalo. Behind the net, he'll wrap it back to where it came from, near wall for Kopitar. Dishing it to the line for Adrian Kempe. Across the line. Pass now finds Kopitar to Kempe. Kempe back to Kopitar. Down low for Gabe Velarde. Tried a centering feed. It was knocked away. Velarde got it back, though. Kopitar back to the line for Kempe. Brink wide for Jersey. Back to the line. It comes. Kopitar with it now on the right circle. Brink wide feed in front. Shot just directed wide. Good save made by Spencer Martin on the quick passing play by L.A. Now Brad Richardson intercepts, but failed to clear. Ayafalo gets it back for Los Angeles. Kopitar, right face-off circle. Holding, looking, waiting for someone to pass to. Gives it down low into the corner to Brown. Back to Kopitar. Back for Brown, who goes behind the net of Spencer Martin. Now to the circle. His pass swept away by Miller, but not out of the zone. Kings retrieve. Here's Kempe with a drive. Pad save made by Martin. That's the 12th shot on goal that... The Kings have put Spencer Martin's way so far tonight. And there's 4.40 remaining here in this first period. Long shot. Ripped just wide through traffic. Remember, this is a double minor man advantage for the Kings. No, Canucks are gassed, too. They need a whistle. Ayafalo had a pass deflect high across the zone, but it comes down to Brown. Back to the point. 
Jersey down low into the near corner. Giving it for Kempe. They'll switch spots. Kempe looked back to the point. His feed was blocked. Canucks have a chance to clear as Quinn Hughes fires it down the ice. And finally, Vancouver's penalty killers get off for a change. Oh, and they were out for the full two minutes. No, they had it in their zone and they could not get it out or touch it. It was almost a game of keep away. Minute 45 to go here in the four minute high sticking infraction to Myers. Kings got it back into the Vancouver end. Didn't stay there for long though as Pedersen will throw it the other way. Yeah, good job by the Canucks here early. Especially in the first period to kill these off. Villardi will get it back in deep for the Kings. Turned it over. A clearing attempt by Ekman Larson hit Dickinson. Pedersen trying to follow up. Does get it now to Travis Dermott, who will backhand it high down the ice. Kings quickly get back into the Vancouver end. Anthony Siu with the drop pass for Gabe Villardi. Back to Anthony Siu to the right point for Jordan Spence. Back to Anthony Siu. Snapshot, sails wide. Puck comes off the far boards to Kaliev. His feed to the line. Not able to be held in the zone by Spence. And the Kings will have to regroup at center. 50 seconds to go in this extended power play opportunity for L.A. Matthew Highmore has a chance to float it down the ice, killing off a few more seconds here in this four-minute power play. Well, L.A.'s about to go 0 for 3 on the power play early. Still got 30 seconds in this one, though. Kempe cruising his way back into the Vancouver end. Wraps it behind the net of Martin. Brown first to it, right corner. Pass to the near boards for Kopitar. Dishing now for Ayafalo. Puck comes back to the line for Kempe. Skates down the boards, into the corner. Put it in front to Ayafalo as one-timer is denied by Martin. Loose puck goes beside the net. Dermott trying to find it. Can't for Vancouver. Eight to go on the power play. Kopitar with a shot. Blocked off the skate of Ekman Larson. Myers is now out of the box. Kings give it away behind the Vancouver net. And a good job by Vancouver's Penalty killers to kill off four straight uninterrupted minutes of Los Angeles power play time. Miller getting it back into the LA territory. Gives it off for Hughes. He'll put it around the net. His teammates are making changes though. This gives a chance for the Kings to regroup. Minute 45 to go here in the first. Canucks and Kings are still scoreless. Brunstrom wins a foot race to negate an icing against LA. Got the puck around the net though for Brennan Lemieux. Lemieux into the near corner. Passing off for Kupari. Cycles it back around the Vancouver net. Pod Colson got to it first, and he's able to sweep it to center. Canucks being outshot 13 to 5 at this point. Chances are 6 to 3, almost double. And now Vancouver gets a bit of a breather after the Kings are whistled down on an icing call. Hey, all, uh, sorry, Corey, let me get this in here. All season long, when a Canucks player scores a hat trick, you can tune into the post-game show for a shot at winning a Triple O's prize pack, which includes a $100 gift card. Triple O's burgers are 100% fresh beef, which will definitely cause cravings. 118 to play here in this first period. Canucks win a draw in the LA zone. Patan shot, never got through traffic. Stetcher chips it off the glass, can't get it out. Good play by Ekman Larson to keep it inside the line. Edler pressured into the corner by Sheldon Dries. With under a minute to go here now in period one. Stetcher found a loose puck behind his own goal, and this time he's able to clear it back down the ice, and the Kings will get fresh legs over the boards. 
Tan with his teammates making changes. Couldn't get anything going up front. And now the Kings are whistled down on an offside call here with a 41.7 seconds to go and still a scoreless opening frame. It isn't. Not a bad period for the Canucks so far. We'll take a break. Canucks, Kings still scoreless in the final minute. You've got it here on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Canucks fans, get your tickets now for the online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. You must be 19 plus to play and in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit. Play within it. The jackpot right now sitting at just under $179,000. It's only 20 seconds to go here in this period. It's a late final minute commercial break. That's why we've got only just a handful of seconds to go here in the frame. Hughes playing the puck out of his own corner. Can't clear. I have Ballo trying a centering feed. That's blocked down by Shen. Shen will have a chance to clear the zone and time will expire here on a period, Corey, that doesn't have much to talk about. No goals, but 18 combined shots. Ultimately, Spencer Martin, probably the best player on the ice for the home team. Well, he certainly was. He stopped 13 to 13. I had the Kings outchancing Vancouver, six to three. Canucks, Kings scoreless after 20 minutes of play here on Fan Appreciation Night. Who do we appreciate? Dan Riccio, Randeep Janda. They've got your first intermission coming up now. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Kopitar, dishing now for Ayafalo. Puck comes back to the line for Kempe. Skates down the boards, into the corner. Put it in front to Ayafalo as one-timer is denied by Martin. Not a lot happening in that first period. It is goalless between the LA Kings and the Vancouver Canucks. The best thing about that period, probably the jersey matchup, Randy. Oh, yeah. This, this reminds me of NHL 94, right? Back <laughs> in the day, you're playing the video game. These two jerseys pop up, 1994. Yeah. That's what it looks like, although the chrome helmets, um, I think after the first or second time, the luster is kind of worn off. Yeah, not for me. NHL 94, I'd load up the top line with uh, Trevor Linden, Cliff Ronning and uh, Pavel Bure, of course. Uh, let's welcome in Brad Hunt now uh, outside the Canucks locker room. Thanks for this, Brad. Uh, what would you make of that first period? It was great, guys. Sorry, the refs were just going by. Yeah, it was, we, we played a good period. I mean, obviously, uh, we'd like to be in the playoffs, but I think we made a point of it that uh, we want to play in front of our home fans. They've been great to us all year, and it's one of those things where we can never take advantage of the game either, so we just got to keep playing hard. Uh, this jersey matchup we were just talking about, Brad, obviously being a local guy wearing this black skate jersey, what does it mean to you, and what does it see? I mean, to see the other one, uh, the, a bit of a retro vibe as well. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, I grew up watching this jersey with Pavel Burry and Trevor Linden and Kirk McLean, so it's it's always special to put this jersey on. And anytime you get to put an NHL jersey on and play in the NHL, it's a special thing. So, like I said, no taking advantage of the game. We're all we're all honored and lucky to be in the position we are, and we just got to keep having fun, keep playing hard. Uh, we saw the uh, awards go out to uh, Quinn Hughes and Luke Shen. What can you say about their seasons? Fantastic. I mean, they're both great guys. Uh, got along with them really well. Became really close with both of them. And uh, it's cool to see them get get acknowledged for the, the, the great things they've done this year. So it's a, it's a kudos to them. And uh, I hope the, that their careers just keep going forward. And it's been a solid season for you as well, Brad. Thanks for this tonight. Yep. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, there is uh, Brad Hunt, Maple Ridge's very own. Doesn't it just feel like he's got a smile on his face every time he talks? I, I, you know, it's game There's 81. no other player that would come on for the interview during the intermission and be like... <laughs> 
Yeah. Thanking talking, the refs. Thanking the refs as they're walking by. That is the ultimate, not only team player, but he's thanking the refs. That Okay, Dan, we had an opportunity to interview. Canucks are getting a couple of calls here in the second. Oh, for sure. That's, that's a it. smart play as well. We had a chance to talk to Brad Hunt the first time. When yeah. he came to Vancouver, and it was a it was an One interview. Of the two legendary Brad interviews. Brad Shaw and Brad Hunt had two very legendary interviews. But his his mentality, his demeanor has been the exact same. Even after a loss, the guy is smiling because he's like, "All right, don't worry, we'll get him back in the next game." That's that's the mentality he has. Love to see it. It's uh, it, and you know what? He's been a solid player for the Canucks this year, and they've had a lot of solid contributors through the back end of the season in the Boudreaux era. Obviously. You would need that if you're going to go 71 points in 55 games the way that they have, 105-point pace through that stretch. But ultimately, it is going to come up short. And I think you can feel that through this first period, this team still uh, maybe in a bit of a letdown mode given that uh, their season is coming to an end despite how good and how well they've played for much of this second half. I'd like to be polite. But that felt like game 81 of the season where you're seeing one team that has essentially booked their place. They're getting ready for an Edmonton Oilers matchup. And Vancouver, you know, we talk about playing two, two and a half months of playoff-like hockey. When you're trying to get into the playoffs, you're doing everything you possibly can. And once you can't make it, there's the foot's going to come off the gas a little bit. And 18 shots in that period, 13 of them going towards Spencer Martin couple of early chances there for Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. But after that, it was pretty much all L.A. And that four-minute power play helps out as well. But, Reach, when we talk about that, hey, you know, not much going on in that first period. But Spencer Martins looking really strong because all of those shots, all of those, you know, opportunities on the power play, when you combine it with five-on-five, high-danger chances, five-to-two for L.A., he's doing his job, and he continues to play well. You know, you, you wonder um, what the uh, goaltending situation looks like for the Canucks over the course of the offseason. You know, obviously, um, they've extended the Luongo recapture penalty by having to pay dead money to Yaroslav Halak and Braden Holpe for next season. It essentially will amount to close to the same thing as the Luongo recapture. But it is what it is, and that really forces the Canucks into a spot where I think they I'm not guaranteeing they don't bring in a veteran to compete with Spencer Martin for the backup role, but it's not going to be somebody that costs more than a million bucks. No, and I think it might be somebody who's comparable to Spencer yes. Martin as well, where you're seeing a goalie that's maybe played five to ten games in the last year or so. It's not going to be somebody with a huge resume. But a fringe guy. A fringe guy. I mean, you know, somebody that might be a third in an organization right now. You're looking at and saying, all right, did he maybe float from the AHL to the NHL uh, the last couple of years? And there's a few of those guys that are closer to 30. There's a name that I threw out there. But I'm not saying this player would be uh, on the radar, but, like, a level of a Phoenix Copley. I know that's not a household name in the NHL, but we're talking yeah. about can you bring somebody in to compete against a Spencer Martin and really push him in the training camp to just get ready for the season. One thing is for sure, though, I don't think they're necessarily going to need that guy if he continues to play like this. If he continues to show that he can get the job done, and every single time he's gone out, we say small sample size, small sample size, but he continues to do the job. We'll see what the market demands, though, because yeah. a veteran, if you can get somebody less than a million bucks, a bigger name than the one I mentioned, I think you try to do that. But here's the issue. How many of those guys are going to come for less than a million bucks? That's going to be tricky. Well, yeah, and you don't want to um, 
create a bit of a roadblock as well for DiPietro and Silovs, who you have uh, still some high hopes for, and you want to be able to give them AHL games. I don't think you want to have to put one of them in the ECHL again uh, next season. So, you know, it's it's a conversation that will happen. We know Spencer Martin got the two-year deal and is penciled in as the backup for next year. But uh, I will wonder if the organization, you know, they, they talk about wanting to have competition for places and not give anything to anybody. So y you wonder if that's a spot too. One thing that I really like about Spencer Martin, though, is that, A, he's patient and he's willing to fight. His entire career, especially going back five years when he last played in the NHL prior to this experience, it was a grind. It was a way of working with, you know, goalie coaches outside of Vancouver. But when he got here working with Curtis Sanford, who's done an excellent job in Abbotsford, and refining his technique, tweaking a couple of things, being patient early on in the AHL season, not playing games. And when he did, he was ready to go both at the AHL level and the NHL level. So if I'm, you know, betting on an individual, he's had one heck of a journey, but you'll want a little bit of competition, I think, into next year because that should be the theme for every position on this roster of, hey, last year wasn't good enough. We're going to continue to try to push you this year. Winger depth, defensive depth, goaltending depth, try to bring in value signings as much as you can and see if you can push these players to be better. So, you know, we talk about next year so much. The Canucks penalty kill, great in that first period. They killed off six minutes. Uh, Tyler Myers had the double minor. They also got a bench minor. Wouldn't be a Canucks final home game without a too many men penalty happening. But they get another one of those. Kill off six minutes of PK time. Martin had to make a couple of saves, but nothing crazy on the penalty kill i actually think la's best chances came at even strength really so one of the biggest team positives of the second half of the season is just how much the penalty kill has turned around and i know you know bomber had tough times with it early on in the season they made the coaching change walker took over he ends up um, you know, leaving the bench for a period of time with Vertigo back now, thankfully. But in that time, Bradshaw finally took over the penalty kill. It took a while. What he's most famous for as an assistant coach, and it's made an incredible difference. I don't know exactly what his future is, Randeep, and I don't know what exactly happens with the staff around Bruce Boudreau now that it is seeming likely he will return. But I think Bradshaw needs to be a part of this staff next year and needs to continue coaching up this PK. No, he's showing his worth, and it's something that if you look back at his time in St. Louis as well over a three-year span. And Columbus. And Columbus, but especially St. Louis, over those three years, they had the number one penalty kill in the league over those three years with Bradshaw running it. So part of it is can you get the right people in the place to make it and improve it further, and that's something that I think they're going to have to sort out but this is a guy that has shown that he can change the PK. And to me, you know, you look at the Canucks penalty kill, which was historically bad. Basically, since March 1st, they've been top five in the NHL. Only Carolina, San Jose, Edmonton, and New York Islanders have been better. That tells you how much of an impact he's had since he took over. So I'm with you. I think anybody you talk to in the NHL, they say, yeah, this guy's a very strong defensive mind. You talk to him as well. He's got a clear philosophy of what he wants from his PK. And for the first half of the year, it felt like, especially during the Travis Green regime, he was there. But was he? did he have that much of an influence? Or was it something that Travis Green and Nolan Baumgartner were working on mostly? And maybe, you know, Bradshaw was kind of jumping in there every now and then or providing 
expertise and knowledge and all that. But now with his you know, imprint on this PK, you've seen it change. You've seen him play a little bit more aggressively. You've seen it be a threat at the same time. And I've been impressed, so I'm with you. I hope Bradshaw ideally comes back and you can build upon this because the last essentially two months, top five PK in the league. Uh, the first intermission report is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Uh, as we always do during the first period intermission, we give you an update on what some of the odds are as the game is still goalless and Vancouver came into the game as heavy favorites with L.A. on the back-to-back and -back resting some of their players, Phil Deneau amongst others, and uh, it remains that way right now. Canucks 157 on the money line, 225 for the L.A. Kings. If you'd like to take a look at the puck line, think the Canucks may win by multiple goals, well, you'd get 270 on the money line there. A $10 bet on the Canucks to win the game has the potential to win $5.71 for a full payout of $15.71. The betting odds during the first period of intermission are brought to you by Play Now Sports, your local BC sports book. A quick thought on the awards. Unsung hero goes to Luke Shen, best defenseman to... Quinn Hughes, obviously. Okay, L yeah. Thought on Luke Shen. Yeah, let's uh, that one, the Quinn Hughes, I'm not even going to mention. But Luke Shen is the unsung hero. We talk about him in media all the time. It's not about us. This is about the fans. They feel he's the unsung hero. I agree with them. So yeah. for anybody, and I see you on the timeline on Twitter saying, shouldn't be unsung. It's not about me and you, Reach. Uh, it's about the people. Were, were you here last Monday when he fought Jamie Benn? Absolutely. He's sung, bro. <laughs> they cheered for him. What are you talking about? Man got the biggest ovation of the that season. That doesn't mean he's not. They're praising him in the game for a, a something he's doing on the ice. Yeah. He doesn't get the love everybody else does. Yeah. The fans want to give him love. I am for it. I agree with it. Uh, I would have given it to Tanner Pearson, but it's just me. And I know that's just me. That is. You're on an <laughs> island. I love what he's done this year. Yeah. But come on, man. Luke Shen. He's the unsung hero. Uh, the second period, Canucks and L.A. Kings still goalless. We'll be back for intermission analysis after 40 minutes. Up next, we'll hear from Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with the call on the second. It is the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside Rogers Arena. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. We head to the second period seeing the Canucks and L.A. Kings still in a scoreless tie. Time to see who's doing the work. Brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment, your trusted and closest Kubota dealer to Greater Vancouver and the Thompson, Nicola, and Peace River regions. DouglasEquipment.com. He was doing it two nights ago against Seattle and doing the work through 20 minutes so far as Canucks goaltender Spencer Martin for you. He just keeps getting better and better. He stopped 13 of 13, six king scoring chances. And man, it's been impressive what he's done coming in. and Goalies mature a little bit later, and I'm shocked more teams don't give goalies chances as they get a little bit older because they're better players. And how valuable do you think, even if it's two or maybe three straight games here to end the NHL season, will it be for him going into playoff mode when he returns to the Abbotsford Canucks next week for AHL playoff action? No, it's going to be great, and, and he'll be a little bit ahead of the play, but you just feel so much, so confident. And I expect... Him to play extremely well, and Abbotsford is lucky to have him. They've won nine in a row heading into this weekend. 
have the Abbotsford Canucks. Hottest team in the American League as we're underway with period two in Vancouver. Middle frame sees the Canucks move left to right on your radio. They're wearing those 90s skate uniforms, black trimmed in yellow and red. As Alex Chason will get the puck into the Kings territory to our right. Connor Garland in pursuit, trying to get it free around the goal. He does. Chason trying to kick it back around the net. Feeds JT Miller. Back in deep, giving it to Chason. They'll switch spots. Chason now to the right boards. Gives back for Miller, who goes towards the blue line. Pressure there by Alex Edler off the puck, and Troy Stetcher is able to hack it out of the zone for L.A. Connor Garland's a guy that's been playing better and better. Getting back on the scoreboard. And a speedy little guy. I like when he plays with Miller and he gets the speed up a little bit more. He needs to play with fast players, Joe. Minute gone here in period two. Canucks and Kings still scoreless. When he was playing the puck back deep into his own zone for Tyler Myers. He had a tough time clearing the zone. Shot stop, rebound chance. Haya follow had a wide open scoring chance, but elected to pass. And didn't even find a teammate with the puck while doing so. Big break there for Vancouver. Not a great rebound from Spencer Martin. He knocks that right back into the slot with his blocker. Not every game's perfect. Not every rebound's perfect, Joe. Holy Mata with it now for Los Angeles. Headman's at tape to tape for Haya follow. Trying to get around Shen. Great defensive read coming back by the... Canucks blue liner to negate the scoring opportunity. Shen now with it beside his net. Will get some space to be allowed to skate it cleanly to the red line. Had a tough time getting it deep into the LA zone, but it does get to the King's end. Mata first on it. Out to center ice. Trying to feed Carl Grundstrom. Puck got away from him though into the Vancouver corner. Now it's to the line, Mata. Great wide pass. Here's Mikey Anderson with a chance denied by Martin. Loose rebound in the slot, Pope just wide. Grundstrom trying to get it back for L.A. Comes to the boards where he fell. Got help from Quinton Byfield. Byfield trying to look back to the point. Was stick checked momentarily by Jason Dickinson, but he got it back. Now left it for Grundstrom. His shot swept away easily by Martin to the corner. Dickinson and Grundstrom battle for it down low. Puck got free around the Vancouver net. Brad Hunt is there. And he'll lift it high out of the zone for Vancouver. And a smart play by Hunt. The high flipper is one of the best plays you can do as a defenseman when you're under siege. Brennan Lemieux trying to wrap around chance. Stuffed away on the short side by Martin. Sheldon Drys will have a chance to throw it the other way. And Vancouver will make changes on the fly. Nearing the three-minute mark of this scoreless second period of play. Myers up the wall in his own zone for Drys. Be allowed to skate it through center. Feed it up the middle for Yuho Lamico to Nick Patan. Centering feed for Drys. He was falling with trying to get a shot off. It was kicked away by Cal Peterson, and now the Kings clear. Here's Gabe Velarde across the Canucks line trying to get a shot free when dancing around defensemen, but he couldn't pull the trigger. Bouncing puck low in the zone. Ekman Larson getting it back for the Canucks. Off the glass. Can't clear. Alex Edler keeps it in only for a moment as now the Canucks will get it out to the neutral zone. Another long stretch of play here without a whistle. Kopitar dancing his way into the Vancouver end. Drops a pass for Dustin Brown. His shot denied by Spencer Mart. Well, Canucks have to get going the other way here very quickly. They're not getting any scoring chances or anything going right now. It's been all L.A. Kopitar back on the attack, giving it free to Brown with a bad angle shot. Knocked off the glove hand of Mart. 
Centering pass, intercepted by Garland, and now the Canucks will turn and burn with numbers the other way. Garland leading the rush, giving it off to JT Miller with a wrist shot, snap high on the short side of Peterson. Delayed penalty coming up here against LA as the Canucks have the extra attacker on the ice. Shen with a long drive, sails wide. Miller on the far wall. Now we've got play being whistled down. Canucks are touching the puck. Are they calling a penalty here against Vancouver as well? I'm not sure, but well, there's six men because the goalie went off, so it's not that. And you might be right. It might be even ending up here. I think Chason's going to the box. Wow. Let's get the call and the decision from referee Michael Markovich. Wow. Well, the chance by Dustin Brown earlier actually hits Spencer Martin in the side of the head. I didn't see that right at first. I thought it went wide, but I'm not shocked from Brown that he would hit you in the head. <laughs> so for the first time tonight, we're going to play four on four. I still haven't had a good look at the infraction to Alex Chason. Edler was the initial King player going to the box. Those offsetting minors come at 4.15 of this second period. Vancouver wins possession off a draw. Hughes trying to get it low into the zone. Puck got free though to the stick of Blake Lysot. Had a tough time moving it up the boards. Eventually does, but Hughes intercepts. Now he loses control and Andreas Anthonisiu races the other way. Anthonisiu with a shot that hit the stick of Martin. In fact, it came right out of his blocker hand. Shots now are 20 to 8 for LA. They've dominated the second period to start. And it's been Spencer Martin. He doesn't have a stick right now, Joe. It's in the corner. Oli Mata with it down the left wing, back in on the attack. Trying to put it down low. Puck got away from Lizot, but now he retrieves for the Kings. He's going towards the net. Remember, Martin's without his stick. He sweeps it to the crease. Kicked away by Vancouver's netminder. Hughes will take control and have a chance to clear. So now a goalie stick, you have to pick it up and give it to your goalie. You can't slide it to him. Now he's going to cover it with his glove hand beside his crease and get the whistle. You know, I've always wondered sometimes, is it completely unnecessary? Should a, if the, the stick is way into the corner, does the defenseman or even a forward give his stick to the goaltender or you just I've, let him? I've had that. You can you can use a, a player stick. Absolutely. I just, you don't, you don't see it that Your better off, off the, the stick than you are. I agree. And I've used, a, I, that's happened. I've used the player stick. At least you have something covering your five hole, which is where guys can slide it through usually. But players are dumb, Joe. <laughs> Goalies are smart. 34 seconds to go in this four-on-four -four situation. Kings win a draw. Sean Dursey trying to get it from the line. Went into traffic, lost the puck to JT Miller. He's being hounded by Alex Iofalo as he circles in his own zone. Now he'll give off to Ekman Larson. And the Canucks will have a chance to set up a breakout. Garland weaving his way through the middle. Cuts left into the LA zone. Gives off for Miller. Pass, hit the skate of Myers. Miller gets it back. Walking the line dangerously. Did get it to the near wall. Garland retrieves. Now Miller, back to the near point to Ekman Larson. Returning to Miller. Miller trying to get away out of traffic, spinning his way down off to the corner. Gets back to the point to Ekman Larson, but he just couldn't keep it in in time and play on the close call. His whistle down offside. 
Let's take a break. 13.54 to go in the second. It's still the Canucks, nothing. The Kings, nothing. You're tuning into Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Do you own your own home? Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Joey Kenwood and Corey Hirsch with you. Canucks and Kings still scoreless with 13.50 to play here in this second period. Teams were skating four on four, not anymore. Alex Chason, Alex Edler out of the box for their respective clubs. Puck back down in the Vancouver zone to our broadcast left. It's corralled out of the corner by Myers. Gives it free for Vensilipod Colson. Back around the net for Myers. He's pressured. Ekman Larson now with a chance to head man at the center. Ooh, he nearly had Pods Colson between the D behind on a breakaway, but it bounced out of his possession. Puck goes into the LA zone. Doesn't stay there for long as Ekman Larson has to retrieve now back into his own zone as the Kings make changes. Chase on. Lifts it back into the LA corner. Pod Colson in pursuit. Couldn't get there ahead of Lemieux. Jordan Spence, rookie defenseman, headmans it for Mata to center ice. Lemieux, rink wide feet into the zone and a bad angle shot by Brown. Didn't miss by much. Brown's had three or four chances, three in this period alone, and he cannot score on Martin. Rasmus Kupari back to the line. Edler with a drive, deflected just wide off the stick of Gabe Velarde. Richardson had it for Vancouver. Not for long, though, as Lemieux got it back. Velarde. Trying to come off the wall. Gives it down low behind the net. Kupari centering feed. Kicked away by Brad Hunt. Villardi got it back for Los Angeles. Looking back to the line. Instead, steers it back behind the net. Pass intercepted by Hunt. He then gave it away. Richardson trying to chip it off the boards. It comes free to Jason Dickinson. With some time and space and the Kings out of gas, he's able to come clean to center and drop it back into the Kings' end. You know, I can see the Canucks almost rolling four lines here right now, but I've seen this line in a little bit, Richardson, Highmore, and Dickinson. We'll have to retreat on defense as Grundstrom skates with it to center ice. And across the line, Troy Stetcher back to Grundstrom, but he was tied up and put to the ice by Shen, allowing the puck to roll right to Spencer Martin, and he'll hang on for the whistle. Shots 23 to eight right now for LA. Reminds me of the game that Spencer Martin played against Edmonton. He had 50 shots. And right now, with the 23 and the, we're not even halfway through the game, well, that might be another 50 shots, Joe. We're going to get at least 40. We know that. LA has yet to score. He's been sharp. Nearly every Kings forward has registered a shot on goal at this stage of the game. As you said, we're not even at the midway point of this contest. Long way to go, and this is the regular season finale at home for the Canucks. The last game of the year for L.A. as play is whistled down. By the way, in the last commercial break, they announced in-house, Corey, the recipients of the most exciting player of the year and the team's MVP. And really, to nobody's surprise, the winners of those respective awards were J.T. Miller and Thatcher Demko. So who was who? Who was the MVP? Thatcher Demko. All right. But, and the most exciting was J.T. Miller. Miller. I think yeah. the most exciting was Thatcher Demko. Yeah. <laughs> no, J.T. Miller, well-deserved. He's had a great season. 
play back down in the Vancouver end, behind the net of Martin. Kaliev trying to get it out in front, but he's pressured to the glass by Shen. Hughes in on the scene, trying to corral it. He's taking a spill to the ice. Grunstrom beside him. Hughes back to his skates, falls again. Puck still loose off the wall. Puck Colson trying to jab it free out of traffic. Nobody seems to want to move that puck. A little more pushing and shoving. Finally, it pops free off the boards, and Brock Besser has a chance to clear, and it comes out to center. Elias Pettersson in across the line. Fell. Lost control. Kaliev sees it come down now to Mikey Anderson, and he has a chance to wheel to center ice. Anderson will dump it in deep. Myers with it in his own corner. Gives off for Garland. Out to center, the Canucks come. Miller stretching it up the left wing for Chason, who goes after it in deep. Garland found it free off the corner. Lost the puck to Ayafalo. Now it's the Kings having a chance to wheel free to center the other way. Here is Ayafalo in on goal. Shot saved made by Martin. As we are two seconds away from the midway point of this hockey game, and now Spencer Martin has stopped all 24 shots that have come his way. Well, there's some interesting things that are going to play out here, Joe, for the playoffs. Uh, we'll start with the East. Washington can leapfrog Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh plays Columbus. I think Washington plays the New York Rangers. They're both at 81 games for another division. So if Pittsburgh ends up in a wild card spot if they lose. They'll end up playing Florida. Whoever ends up in that wild card spot plays Florida, who has 122 points. You don't want that. And the other team will play the Rangers, who have 108 points. And pretty good teams, Joe. Hey, that, that Eastern side is just. Corey, we talked about it in our pregame show. There are legit Stanley Cup contenders on paper, legit Cup contenders from that Eastern Conference. One, two, maybe three of them could be out after the first round. We've never seen where you needed 100 or more points to make the playoffs. And in the East, Washington sitting in eighth with 100 points. Yeah. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, all teams and hit triple digits. All teams, each one of those teams could win a Stanley Cup. They, they really could. So you're going to have four teams knocked out. Really good teams in the first round. Hughes with it for Vancouver inside the Kings line. Wrist shot through traffic, knocked away by Cal Peterson. He hasn't seen nearly as much work as to what Spencer Martin has in this game. That's just the ninth shot Vancouver has put his way. Hughes getting it back for Vancouver inside the line. Goes rink wide for Sheldon Dries. Cruises in on goal, he hit the goal post. Sheldon Dries ripped that one on the glove hand side of Peterson, but he hits the iron. Nick Patan spinning off the end boards, trying to center it in, in front. He does, getting it now to Travis Dermott. His shot is blocked. Loose rebound thrown for the blue paint. Kings on their heels a little bit here. Adrian Kempe will chip it back the other way. First real sustained pressure in quite some time for Vancouver around the Kings net. Bouncing puck now out to center. Edler will throw it into the Vancouver end. With 8.20 to go here in this second period. Still Vancouver and LA scoreless. UO Lamico in across the King stripe. A tough time finding a teammate with the puck as it's put back to the neutral zone. Pod Colson skating it the other way. Bat angle snapshot sails over the stick side of Peterson. Myers back in deep. Edler intercepts. 
pops it off the glass and out to center. Now Canucks have finally got their feet underneath them in this period. The shot's 24 to 10 right now. It's been all LA to start this second period. Martin having to play it free behind his own goal. Gives off for Pod Colson to center ice. Passing for Besser. Back to Pod Colson. He's got speed down the left wing. Wide into the zone. Throws it in front for Pedersen. He was falling. Couldn't get a good shot off. Besser gets it back to the line for Hughes. Walking the line. Hughes thinking about shooting. Now does. Never got through. Rebound. Came free to Besser. And he's denied by Peterson, who's made his best save of the game. 7-17. It's still the Canucks nothing. The Kings nothing here in period two. You've got it on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenwood and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us. And this the home finale of the year for the Canucks. They'll play one more time tomorrow night in Edmonton. Canucks and Oilers go at it. Six o'clock puck drop here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Corey and I will have the call. Play down in the LA zone now as JT Miller, three points shy of 100, trying to get it out in front. Connor Garland hit the side of the net. Hughes goes down low corner right side to Miller. Back rink wide for Hughes. Taking it to the point, being pressured by Alifalo. He'll drop it into the corner. Chason is there. Sweeps it around to the corner for Miller. Kicks it back to Chason. Back to Miller. Back to Chason on the right side. Back behind the net. Miller took a spill, trying to get back to his skates. Mikey Anderson battling with him. Miller did well to get it free, though, to Garland. Cutting around the net. Goes to the line. Left side for Hughes. Now for Miller. Back to Hughes, who's gone free to the corner. In front, centering pass, deflected to the crease, and Peterson will cover it up in the blue paint to get the whistle after some pretty good work down low in the zone by Vancouver's forward. Well, this goes off a Lizotte skate and to Peterson. And he makes a nice save just off of the skate. Those are tough because you don't expect it to go off your own player, but Peterson gets down low. He covers the ice. And we're still tied at 0-0 in this barn-busting <laughs> you know, offensive prowess of a game You right and I now. talked the last game that, and I said to you, Vancouver, they lost twice all year. I think they were 24-2 and when scoring four or more goals in a game. You say, well, most teams well, score they should four. Be, yeah. Here's the problem. Big reason why Vancouver's not going to the playoffs, they didn't win enough of those low-scoring, yeah, close games. Yeah, you have games. to win the, the tight-checking and, and this game is a moot point tonight, but it's this type of game that they've seen already this season that they never were able to get across the finish line. Uh, you look at the Detroit game, they lost one nothing at home, too. Lost a Calgary game one nothing on the road where Thatcher Demko had one of his best all-around performances in any single game. A lot of reasons why this team isn't going to the playoffs, but that's one that when you think about it, and how many games are going to be four or five goal games in the playoffs? Not many. I think they'll let me start the game tomorrow, Joe, in Edmonton. Do you have your gear? No. Okay. I can find not. some. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can get some. I bring out my old mask, maybe my old pads. I will be interested to see if it's Spencer Martin. I think it should be, but maybe they give the opportunity for a first-time NHL start to Archer Seelofs, who's again backing up tonight here for Vancouver. Or you split them like an exhibition game. You can do that too. They might. Unless, it's a, unless it affects Edmonton's positioning, you would never do that to another and, team. And it won't. So 
So that that would be disrespectful to any other team in the playoffs, right? So five minutes to play here in the second. Kings get the puck into the Vancouver territory to our left. Velarde let a long shot go through traffic and he scores. Gabe Velarde came out of the right corner, threw it to the net, and I don't think Spencer Martin even sees this, Corey. one nothing visitors. No, he doesn't see it till the last second. It goes right through his legs. So Velarde ends up getting the puck. He peels up past the top of the circles. And he skates through the Canucks, and nobody really checks him and gets to him. And Spencer Martin is actually looking over the wrong shoulder. He's looking over the right shoulder of his defenseman, Dermott. And then by the time he checks to his left side, he can't pick it up. And this thing bounces off the ice, Joe, and goes five-hole. LA's up one-nothing. Gabe Velarde with his fifth goal of the year at 15.08. The opening goal of the game. Time of the goal always brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. That's their 25th shot of the or the game too, as well. And not a great goal, but how can you? <laughs> I mean, stop 24 of 25 right now, and if it's not for Spencer Martin, they're not even in this game. Kings will clear the puck back into the Vancouver territory. Hughes fanned on a outlet pass and came free down to Byfield. Now for Ayafalo, couldn't get a shot free when he hit the hash marks. And the Canucks will regroup. The Canucks look like they've lost a little bit of passion right now, Joe. Hard to blame them as well, isn't it? As now yeah. we've got play whistle down. I believe it's an offside. On an offside call, let's take a break. 3.49, left to go in the second. It's the Kings one, the Canucks no score. This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Get your tickets now for the online 50-50 draw. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. You must be 19 plus to play and be located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit, play within it. The current estimated jackpot, $241,000. And that'll continue to grow here until they pick a winner at the conclusion of the second intermission. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. one nothing LA leading the Canucks with three and a half to go here in this second period of play. Goal by Gabe Velarde, his fifth of the year, has broken the shutout bit of Spencer Martin, who's been excellent again tonight here at home for Vancouver. 26-13 is the shot clock favoring LA. Aya follow. Making his way down the left wing. Gets across the Canucks line. Let a wrist shot go. High and wide on the glove side of Martin. Puck will carry him off the glass out to center. Richardson dropped it for Garland, who will kick it in and get off for a change. Every time I follow gets the puck, there's a U2 song called I Will Follow. <laughs> I will, and it's all I think about. Every time he gets the puck. He's had a great, great season. He's had an for incredible the season. Speed, good player. Bit of a breather here as now as the Canucks get in across the line. Dixon's with a shot that's deflected high into the end netting and out of play for a whistle. Wanted to mention, Corey, one of the announcements for another award, season-ending award for the Vancouver Canucks was announced at the last 
break. It's the Daniel and Henrik Sedin Award, which is for community leadership. And it goes to a Canuck that unfortunately didn't play one single second of hockey this year, but Brandon Sutter God, he does so much. Does unbelievable work off the ice He's in the, the community. He really is. He does so much. Now, Special Olympics and all sorts of charity and Honestly, he's one of the best people in the game. I sure hope we see him back in the NHL on the ice. Whether uh, it's here in Vancouver or somewhere else, he's had a year to forget. Battling those long-haul COVID symptoms. I, I can't even imagine what the, how frustrating that must be for him. And he's a professional athlete too, so imagine what it's done to some other people. Two minutes to go here in period two. Canucks bringing the puck out through center. Pedersen's got the rush up the ice. Throwing it in front to Besser. Oh, what a save by Peterson. Sprawling head first, moving from his right to his left, robs Brock Besser in close. What a save this is. He gets across almost in the splits, and Brock Besser can't believe it. And this might be one of the best saves I've seen of the year. What he does smartly, though, is he gets his blocker up. Most guys will drop it lower and he gets it up and keeps it up and that's the reason Brock Besser doesn't score a goal. Looking at the replay, this hits I think the top part of his stick. Oh no, it hits the blocker and then just and then below the, the knob, knob of the stick. stick. Yeah. Great, great save by Cal Peterson. One as you said, Corey, one of the best saves we've seen from a visiting goaltender in this building all season long. That's just and it's how he played it. Most guys would drop their blocker down below their pad. He kept it up. And Brock Besser dumbfounded why he didn't score. Canucks keep the puck in the L.A. zone. Miller with it out of the right corner. Centering feed to Garland. His shot along the ice. Swept away to the corner boards by Peterson. Now Kempe takes a stretch pass up the middle. Goes in on goal and scores. Adrian Kempe got a huge burst of speed up the middle of the ice. And lets a snapshot go low on the stick side, beating Spencer Martin, and it's 2-0 Kings. Uh, not a lot of effort on the back check. This has turned into a little bit of pond hockey. And Kempe, he ends up getting the puck through the middle. Hunt steps up, but he gets caught up ice. And then Kempe's off to the races. He takes Dermot wide to his left. And then he beats Spencer Martin as he changes his angle. Another shot on the ice, five hole. And Spencer Martin doesn't get down quick enough. And that's a little slider from Kempe. The Kings are up 2-0. Kempe with his team-leading 35th goal of the year. Comes at 18.50 of the second period. Time of the goal, as always, brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Inside the final minute to go here of period number two. Canucks have had some chances this period to get back into it, but goals by Velarde and Kempe have L.A. up by two. Troy Stetcher with it in his own zone for the Kings. Gives for Brendan Lemieux, who will chop it back into the Vancouver end. Shen with a pass up the middle, was knocked down by Velarde. Shen gets it back, though. Now gives it off for Ekman Larson. Up the ice, Vancouver will... Force it back into the King zone. Make some changes on the fly with only 10 seconds to go here in the second. Edler. Up the left wing for Anthony Siu. 
pressured off the puck right in front of the penalty box doors. As time will expire and the horn will sound to finish off 40 minutes of play. Goals by Gabe Velarde and Adrian Kempe have Los Angeles leading the Canucks 2-0 after two shots on goal in that period. 14 for the Kings, 10 for the Canucks. Two period total favoring Los Angeles. 27 the way of Spencer Martin. Vancouver is countered with 15 the way of Cal Peterson. Time now for our second intermission report. Dan Riccio, Randy Janda have it for you right here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Breaking down the game after two periods. This is Canucks Central at the intermission on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Kempe takes a stretch pass up the middle, goes in on goal and scores. Adrian Kempe got a huge burst of speed up the middle of the ice and lets a snapshot go low on the stick side, beating Spencer Martin, and it's 2-0 Kings. Uh, not a lot of effort on the back check. This has turned into a little bit of pond hockey. Corey Hirsch pulling no punches, but he's not wrong with the Canucks' effort so far through two periods. They are down 2-0 to the LA Kings. Adrian Kempe scoring the second of those two goals, and it was Gabriel Villardi with the opener for the LA Kings. It's Canucks Central intermission. Dan Riccio and Randy Janda. Not much good to say about the Canucks' effort tonight, Randy. No, the only good thing you can say is 10 shots in that period. Unfortunately, they're down two goals after the 40 minutes of play, and unfortunately, it feels like we might have jinxed Spencer Martin a little bit. He played so yeah. well in the first period, but that goal by Gabe Velarde, Adrian Kempe, probably both of those he wants back. I know the back check was not strong on the second goal, but that's a, a puck that is low to the ground. There's nothing in the way there. And to me, you know, it looks like a puck he should stop. And even the first goal by Velarde, it seems like he was waiting for a deflection, maybe for the puck to move a little bit. Part screen, but it wasn't the most uh, dangerous of shots, and it went straight through him. So not the greatest appearance for the Canucks. And I think Spencer Martin will be looking at those goals and regretting both of them as well. Yeah, it's, um, you know, look, he's been outstanding ever in every game. Ever since coming to the Canucks organization, never mind yeah. every game just at the NHL level, he's been outstanding for the Abbotsford Canucks. He's been outstanding for the Vancouver Canucks when he has played. But yes, not uh, not great goals. Uh, certainly other shots that uh, would have been uh, more likely to go in tonight than the ones that did end up going in. Yeah, the degree of difficulty on those goals was not high, but he did make some amazing saves in the first period. It just it's not great to see when you've made the you know the difficult saves and unfortunately yeah. they go in like that. But when we talk about his larger sample size, you know he's played great this year. Just an unfortunate second period. Canucks have a chance to come back in this game, obviously with the third period of play. And you look at the offense; it could have been there, right? Brock Besser with an unbelievable chance. Pedersen hooks him up on that two-on-one, and Cal Peterson with probably forget the save of the night. That might be the save of the week with his stick. That was an unbelievable save on Brock Besser and if it's not for that save we're talking about a slightly closer game where you know potentially even talking about a tied game here yeah that was uh the save of the second period the best save of the game going to Cal Peterson you know one thing that look I, I'm sure it was an instruction but early in the season 
it felt like any time the Canucks had a two-on-one, they would not pass the puck over to the, set, the, the, the teammate. But that has really changed here in the second half. And you know what? I think Pedersen was one of the biggest culprits of not passing yeah. on the two-on-one, especially when he was going through it with his goal-scoring issues. Just felt like he was kind of being selfish, like trying to get his stats going a little bit or trying to get himself going, like, hey, I got this opportunity. Like I'm every not... goal, every yeah. shot could break the slump, essentially. Yeah. That's what it felt like yeah. to me at times because they get those kinds of opportunities and he would not pass over. But lately he's obviously done that, and that was an incredible save by Cal Peterson on that play. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Besser, the save by Leonard. Same idea, Brock Besser. Oh, why do you? Like, I'm just why? Saying, hey, no, in the bubble, yeah. Bo Horvat was going up the ice. It was kind of the same play. The only difference here was stick save here. That ended up being a glove save. That would have made the game one nothing for the Canucks. It and who knows? Demko was already in their heads. I bring that one up because I know that one. You always bring that one up. It always stings <laughs> you the most. But it did look like that, did it not? It was the same player as well. He got a feed from Pedersen rather than Horvat this time, though. Uh, 100%. It... Uh, it did look like that. That was uh, that was a tough game. A lot to be. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people are looking at the Vegas Golden Knights and pointing and laughing right now, but uh, they will be back, and uh, Jack Eichel will be a lot better next year than uh, he was this season. But back to the game: Canucks trailing two nothing over the or against the L.A. Kings. It's um. It's been a pretty nondescript game, especially from the top guys. You know, yes, Pedersen has and, and Besser hooked up for that one play. They've had a couple of okay shifts. feel like the best shifts have come from the bottom six so far in this night. Um, the one that surprises me is JT Miller, three points away from 100, and uh, that line total has been – fairly quiet here tonight right yeah he hasn't necessarily you know popped off the screen or off the ice as as we generally have seen him and it's kind of a an understated game for him it, it doesn't seem like he feels maybe is all that engaged thus far in the 40 minutes listen he's played 13 minutes he's a dash one he's got one shot on goal and you're not going to be engaged every single game but this is a guy that's you know this time of the year you're generally looking at all right how do you pick up these stats how do you pick up these points what landmarks are there 100 points you know, if he continues to play like this tonight, it's going to be tough to get to that 100 points. I know. Hey, the 100 points will probably get him closer to the nine sheets that Frank Saravalli hey, keeps talking about. All the players will say it doesn't matter because we're not going to the playoffs, and that's what—that's the most important thing. I guarantee you, though, when you're renegotiating that contract, three digits in that point total, you know, rather than two, makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference for that agent and for that player as well. Not to say that's the only focus that the player has, but, yeah, he hasn't played the best hockey tonight. There are 20 minutes to go here, 2 nothing. This Canucks team has had some good success against the L.A. Kings. Now, one area I'd like to see them, and is a good representation of, is the team playing hard, are they skating, is are you drawing penalties? Yeah. As of right now, zero power plays for this team. The one penalty the Kings took was a coincidental minor where Alex Edler got the penalty alongside Alex Chase on. So in that third period, what I want to see is a little bit more, you know, a little bit more skating. I know it's game 81, but if you're talking about effort and finishing off the season right, get skating, draw those penalties, something we haven't seen from this team tonight. Uh, the Miller line has been matched up against Kopitar 
Adrian Kempe and Dustin Brown for most of the night. So uh, probably one of the reasons why uh, JT Miller has been kept quiet. You know, the biggest reason for the turnaround with the LA Kings hasn't been, I guess, necessarily what we thought in that, oh, like a bunch of their young guys are going to step up and start dominating. Like, no, nah, that's, that's not really been it. Kopitar was great. Uh, your best, uh, your favorite defenseman, Drew Doughty, had My been boy. really strong for the first half of the season. Uh, Adrian Kempe's had a fantastic year, as we know. Alex, you follow, has been good. I think uh, I think our broadcast partners of the LA Kings are drinking some Dud Soda. Are right they now, drinking Randy? some Dud Soda right now? Alex Post, who's uh, the awesome play-by-play. Yep. Uh, uh, we got Jim Fox actually. Oh, Jim, Jim Fox is Jim having Fox Dud is Soda right now. Some Dud Soda. Okay, right this now. is one of my proudest moments. I'm actually going to take a quick, <laughs> quick picture of this because yes, have you had it? Yet, is. Jim? He hasn't had it. He hasn't. All right, this is a live taste test from Jim Fox. I am in all right, there we go. He likes yep. it. There we go. We got a live on-air test. Taste test from Jim the texture, Fox. texture, the creaminess, the whole bit of it. How Jim amazing Fox is, that? is in. There you go. This is what live radio is. We just had a, an actual yep. play-by-play team walk in with a, a pink glass of Dud Soda. I'm in, I'm in heaven right now, Rich. Uh, Dudsoda.ca to uh, get your Dud Soda t-shirt. Sprocollection.ca uh, if you want to wash down your Dud Soda. With a little bit of an espresso. Start off your day with Spro, end it off with Dutsoda. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the combo right there. So, how surprised are you about LA's turnaround? Okay, at the beginning of the year, and you might remember this, I thought they'd be fighting for that third spot in the Pacific, which they ended up getting. But I did not think Dan O would be one of the reasons why. Not from an offensive point of view. And He's he the is, one player at unrestricted free agency that... I would have loved to have last and year. And you mentioned at the time as well. I remember yeah. saying, if you can get this guy in value, do you explore it? Do you go for it? And this is – he's the individual that I look at and say, I didn't expect this out of him. I thought he had a little bit more offense to give, but the fact that he's, you know, above 20 goals this year, he's one of the value signings in the NHL. And I thought the younger guys would take a step, but the veterans have been the ones that have stepped up for this team. So – I did expect them to be in the playoff conversation, kind of fighting with the Vancouver Canucks, but do they have a chance to take out Edmonton is the question. They're the heavy underdogs. But, Rich, I will say this, and call me the minority in this, I'm actually looking forward to Dano and Kopitar versus McDavid and Dreisaitl. To me, maybe it's a bit of a chess match, but I think I might enjoy it because you've got firepower. But remember last year, McDavid and Dreisaitl, they had trouble with Adam Lowry. Yeah. And he's a good player. He's not as good as these two guys when it comes to locking down. We got, you know, Selkie-level player as candidate and Anze Kopitar and Philippe Deneau as well. Deneau is... Um, I, don't, I don't like... Uh, you know what? I was going to say something, but... You're going to go hyperbolic a little bit? Yeah, it's okay. just... It's, it's too much, you know, but... <laughs> you we, checked we, yourself. We know who the most dominant two-way center is in the game. It's Patrice Bergeron. He Correct. has been for forever Hall of Fame level in that, in that right. Um, Philip Deneau, though, like when you look and pour through his numbers, pour through his analytics, it, in Montreal, it didn't matter who he was playing with, dominant, like five-on-five, you can't score on this guy. Yep. It's very difficult to get offense against Philippe Dano. 
I think there's an argument to be made. When we talk about two-way centers in the game right now, you're looking at Patrice Bergeron. I yeah. still think Ryan O'Reilly is yep. a top three, in my opinion. He can take over a playoff series. We'll probably see that pretty soon here against Minnesota. Yeah. Sasha Barkov's in that conversation now as well. Point producer, but he is a Selkie-level player. Dan O's in the top five. I think he rounds out the top five. Not oh. in terms of like point production, but can he shut down guys, and now can he provide some offense? He's not playing tonight, yeah. but he's a guy, like if I'm Edmonton, I don't mind being the favorite, but I'm a little scared of this combo of centers down the middle. Uh, he's never won. Uh, I don't know if he's even been a finalist for a, a Selkie Trophy Award, but it's one of those things like gold gloves in baseball. Like, yeah, you've got to be great defensively, but you also got to be able to put up some offense, sure. right? And he's never been a, a really great scorer uh, to warrant the award, uh, Felix Deneau. Um Thatcher Demko is your team MVP this year. No surprise there. JT Miller is your most exciting player. Okay, JT Miller, I, I love the choice. I don't think you could go wrong, but I will the give favorites a, one I will give a tip of the cap to the goalie union on this one. You can be a goalie and you can be exciting. The last goalie to win the most Stop exciting it, player for the Vancouver Canucks was Roberto Luongo. 06-07. Was Roberto not exciting? Is Thatcher Demko making save of the Weak candidate type of saves for like a, a month, two months straight. Uh, That's exciting. Okay, Randy just wanted to give every every award to uh, Thatcher Demko. Give him the MVP. Give him best defense. Goalies can be exciting. Give him when most exciting. When they're give him saving you. Hero. When they are saving you, you better believe they're exciting. Uh, it is uh, Dan Richo, Randy Janda. Third period is next on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to Rogers Arena, everyone. Joey Kenwood and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us here for Thursday night NHL action. We're heading to the third period, seeing the hometown Vancouver Canucks trailing the visiting LA Kings 2-0. Gabe Velarde with his fifth. Adrian Kempe with his 35th are the goal scorers so far in the contest for Los Angeles. Kings have outshot the Canucks 27-15. One more period on home ice for the season. Corey and the Canucks they have not been in this game with much enthusiasm for the most part but an early goal here would love to get the crowd back into it here to give them a little bit of juice going into the rest of the night well I'll make it exciting anyways something to play for and you know, both teams don't really have a ton to play for right now and it, the Canucks, it's it's disheartening. I know where they're at right now. It's disheartening. They know they're done in two days, but give an effort, give a push, and see what can happen. You might as well win. You got to play it. We're underway with period three here at Rogers Arena. Final frame of action, which sees the Canucks move right to left on your radio for it. Puck comes into the LA territory. Oliver Ekman Larson shot. Never got through traffic. Kings will see Kempe float it back to center. JT Miller, three points shy of hitting the 100-point mark. Gets into the L.A. territory. Kings have it, but cough it up. Here's Myers, bad angle shot. Covered up easily in the crease by Cal Peterson, and he will get the whistle. Peterson hasn't been nearly as busy tonight as Spencer Martin, but he comes up with an early save. So interesting. I'm looking at out east again. Toronto plays Boston tomorrow in the last game. And... If Boston wins, Toronto could end up playing Boston in the first round, which is like their kryptonite, yeah. <laughs> their arch 
Boston always takes them down. Hey, if you're Toronto, who do you want, the Lightning or the Bruins? Uh, that's the thing. The Bruins could have 109 points and be in a wild card spot. That's insane. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy year on that side of the league. Yeah, it really has. Like, and all eight teams that are going to the playoffs are all in triple digits and points. What's also made it really interesting is the fact that all eight teams have basically been locked into playoff spots since even before the trade deadline. Yeah, well, there are no set series yet in the East until after tomorrow's games. Quinn Hughes having the puck from long range. Floats a shot through traffic wide. Bouncing puck will come down to Anthony Asiu. He's tripped up by Vasily Podkolzin, and he's going to the box for two minutes or less. Podkolzin, he's only taken 13 minor penalties in his rookie season. Corey, how would you evaluate his first year here in the National League? He's done what he should do, which is improve. And so he's gotten better and better as he went along. I thought it's... I thought he could have used some time in the minors at the start. Might have sped up his progress, but you know, he's, I, I like his season. I like his upside. I like what he brings. Here's an interesting question, Joe. With what's going on in Russia, how does he get home at the end of the year? Yeah, he was asked if he was even planning to go home today. He met with the media after morning skate today. It's the first time he's had media availability all year since training camp, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, his English, has, for a player that was just starting to learn English six months ago, he's fantastic in that regard. Not sure, he said he hopes to be able to, with his wife, head back to see family and friends. But first things first for him, before he would even think about going back to Europe, he's gotta go to Abbotsford, he's gotta go to Abbotsford first to play at the American Hockey League playoffs. He's in the box right now, though, for Vancouver as the Kings are going to work on their fourth power play of the night. They're 0 for 3 so far. Brad Richardson will pick off a pass in his own slot. Now clear to center. JT Miller got into the Kings zone, but gave it away to Aya Follow. And LA will have a chance to regroup. This game has slowed down considerably, Joe. And you know who won't mind that? Todd McClellan. Not one bit. It's guys just want the clock to run out right now. Kings get it back into the Vancouver end to our right. Jordan Spence steering it off the right boards. Anthony Asiu gets it back to the line. Spence goes rink wide. Now a centering feed intended for Quinton Byfield just rolled away from him in the blue paint. Kaliev with a long blast sails wide on the stick side of Mark. 20 to go here in this LA power play. Kaliev in the faceoff circle, not a wrist shot goal. That missed on the glove side of Vancouver's netminder. Anthony Siu down low. Byfield pushed to the ice by Shen. He'll rattle it high off the glass and clear the zone for Vancouver. And that'll pretty much do it to the penalty to Pod Colson, who's back out of the box, and we're back to five on five. Three and a half gone here in period three. Canucks still trailing the Kings 2-0. Velarde back to the point for Spence. His shot deflected off a leg in the slot wide. Canucks have an opportunity to regain control with Brad Hunt taking it behind his own net. Bouncing puck through center ice came to Matthew Highmore. Skates it wide back into the LAN. Taking it around the net. Couldn't get the puck to a teammate. And that gives 
Brendan Lemieux a chance to sweep it to center. Travis Dermott weaves his way through center into the King's end. Skates wide left. Put it around the net of Peterson to the right side boards. Richardson's shot never got through. Kings, though, gave it away in their own zone. Drop pass for Brad Richardson. Long range shot deflected high over the net of Peterson. We've got a penalty coming up here, though, off the puck. And the Kings are taking a penalty and giving Vancouver a man advantage for the first time tonight. And it's the Kings leading penalty minute man, Brendan Lemieux, going to the box for two minutes. Well, and he ends up getting tangled up with Lamico. He cross-checks him in the face and gives him a little shove, but the Canucks are going to go to the power play. Be nice to see them get a goal here. Power Make it close. Power play is always brought to you by Playnow Sports. Get $250 to Playnow Sports, BC's sports book. Vancouver starts the night 10th best in the league on the power play. They've scored 57 power play goals this year. Kings on the penalty kill, 22nd best in the league, but they've scored 11 times short-handed. Quickly off a draw, long-range chance by Hughes is gloved and held by Peterson for the whistle. Well, the only playoff series that are set, it looks like right now, Minnesota's going to play St. Louis. And Edmonton's going to play L.A. And other than that, I don't, I don't see anything else that's set. Well, tomorrow's a big night in the Western Conference to see who fill out the wild card spots, which means who do Calgary and Colorado wind up facing. Minnesota and St. Louis are going to kick the crap out of each other. Those are two big heavy teams that like to get, like to mix it up a little bit. Face off glove side of Peterson. Draw one, here comes Pedersen with a backhand chance at the post. Came free to the hash marks, lifted a backhand attempt, he rang it off the iron. Here's Miller with a wrist shot, that's blocked off a leg in front. Canucks trying to break the shutout bid here of Cal Peterson. Hughes with it on the left half boards. Skates it low into the corner. Looks to center it through the slot, he does. It was bobbled by Pedersen, but he regains control. Now given it to Brock Besser. Had his stick lifted, lost the puck, and now the Kings will see Aya follow. Skate it to center. Gets some space across the line. Gives it to Dursey with a wrist shot. His attempt was denied on the glove side by Martin. And the Canucks will regain control with a minute 10 left in this power play opportunity. Hughes back through the middle. Gets it off for Besser. To Miller inside the line. Drops it to the point for Hughes. Rink wide, Pedersen. Back to the line for Hughes. Left circle for Miller. Lost the puck momentarily, but got it back. Gets it back to Hughes. Rink wide for Pedersen. Into the slot for Besser, and a backhand chance for Miller. Can't find the handle. Penalty coming up here to L.A. Canucks get the extra attacker out. Besser, rink wide to Pedersen. His drive sails off Edler into the end netting and out of play. But for the next 40 seconds, Vancouver's going to have a five-on-three man advantage to try to break the shutout bid. Okay. Well, that was the best chance of the game for the Canucks. Brock Besser gets a little shovel in tight, but he can't get on it. And then JT Miller goes in for the rebound, and Peterson's a big goalie. He gets in the way both times, and Canucks need a little bit more grit and oomph in front of the net. But they got five on three right here. They'll have an opportunity, and obviously, I think they're going to just set up Pedersen to just keep him winding up and Brock Besser for the one-timers off the tops of the circle. Those two forwards join Miller and Chason on the ice. The lone defenseman is Hughes. 
Miller loses the draw to Lizon, but the Kings can't clear. Hughes retrieves. Now high into the slot for Pedersen with a wrist shot. Sails high over the stick side of Peterson. Besser back to the line. Gives for Hughes. Right circle for Pedersen. Comes high between the circles. Now to Besser with a drive. Missed wide on the short side. And the Kings will clear. 18 seconds to go in the minor to Lemieux. Canucks race back through center. Besser taking it up the left wing. Crosses the line. Gives it off for Chason to Hughes. Between the circles. Down low right side to Pedersen. To Hughes. Now Miller. Back to Hughes. To Pedersen with a drive. That blocked off the ankle of Edler who will shake that one off. Lemieux back out of the box. Hughes gives to Miller. Holds. Wrist shot. Save made on the glove side by Peterson. Miller fanned on a pass back to the point but it came there eventually to Hughes. Now Besser. Left wall for Miller. Looking for someone to pass to. Goes ring wide. Pedersen to Besser. Scores! Good puck movement for Vancouver and Besser, the final player on the ice to touch the puck. Hammers it past Peterson and the Canucks are on the board with the power play. Uh, JT Miller's gonna get his 98 point right here. Brock Besser is 22nd of the year. and Pedersen's gonna get his 67th point. This goes from JT Miller right through the seam to the back door to Pedersen. Besser fills a high slot and Pedersen, when he sees that, he just gives him a nice little pass right in the wheelhouse and Peterson gets caught as he thinks Pedersen's going to use a one-timer and he doesn't he ends up giving it back to Besser hammers a glove side Besser's on Peterson and it's two to one Joe Besser now with 22 goals on the year half of which have come on the power play Pedersen and Miller as you mentioned Corey will get the assist at 652 of the third period Vancouver's one for two on the power play. Time of that goal, as always, brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accounts for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Well, at least we're going to make a game of this two to one right now. Shots of 30 to 20. Kings get the puck back into the Vancouver zone to our right. Oli Mata around the net near boards for Spence. Behind the net for Dustin Brown. Brown lost it behind the net to Jason Dickinson, and this will give Vancouver a chance to regain control and lead a breakout to center. Although they gave it away at the LA line, Kings make changes. Gives a chance for Spence to regroup. Now JT Miller, that's his 30th power play assist. 38th power play point. What a year he's had. Now, as you mentioned, two points shy of hitting 100. And if he gets there, Corey, he'll be just the sixth player in franchise history to get 100 or more points in a season. Garland with it down the left wing for Vancouver. Put it to Miller. He blasted a one-timer wide from the hash marks. Chen down low. Here's Miller with a chance. That hit a leg in front. Canucks have some energy after a goal on the power play. Hughes getting it back at the point. Long snapshot, never got through. That was knocked out of the air by LA's D-man Sean Dersey, and now the Kings will clear. Uh, JT Miller, you can see that he wants 100 points. He's at 98 right now. He needs two more, and that was the best shift he's had all game. Hughes will lift it back in deep to the Kings corner. Pedersen trying to gather it off the wall, does. Sweeps it to the line for Shen. 
Pulling off to the boards now. Put it back behind the net. Chase on, had it bounce over his stick, but Hughes pinching it off the line, gets it back. Around the goal gives for Garland. Garland on the right side of the Kings territory, spinning his way out of traffic, comes back to the point. Now gives it off for Chason. Went into traffic, spinning his way off the wall, stays with it. Now cycles it behind the net for Elias Pedersen. Pedersen coming clean off to the corner, to the line for Myers, who's coming off the bench. Ekman Larson has the pass from him on the near wall, giving now to Pod Colson. Pod Colson wheeling his way around the zone, cycles it behind the net. Pedersen, who's out of gas, has been out there for about a minute and a half, missed the puck, and now the Kings are going to ice it down, although they'll wave off the icing. Myers will have a chance to see it come off the boards and out to center. Nearing the halfway stage of this third period, Canucks still trailing the Kings, but by a 2-1 scoreline. Spence up the right boards, gives it for Kupari. Can't dance his way around Ekman Larson. As... JT Miller will retrieve. Boy, Highmore, he just got rocked by Kupari. Play continues on, though. Brad Hunt in across the LA line for Dickinson. Shovels it in deep. Kings get it back, though. Flies on, tied up along the wall with Dickinson. Dickinson came away with it, trying to get into the slot for Dermott. His shot denied by Cal Peterson, who's made another great save in close quarters. Here come the Kings the other way. Although a good defensive read, back-checking by Brad Hunt, negates the scoring chance. And Brad Richardson counters back through center to Dickinson across the line. Dickinson driving his way around the net, trying to wrap around attempt. It's stuffed away by Peterson. Good action as things open up a bit here with 9.09 to go in regulation. Loose puck in front of the Vancouver bench. Coming away with it is Hughes. Fans wanted a penalty as Lamico took a spill off the puck. The play continues on. We haven't had a whistle here in about four or five minutes since the Canucks goal. Patan finding it free inside the line. Stick checked off the puck, and the Kings will clear. Sheldon drives. Can't get in across the L.A. line. Patan will put it back into his own zone, and Hughes will regroup. Fans back into it here, trying to will their team back to level terms. Canucks still trail the Kings. 2-1 and another long stretch of play of fast-flowing action without a whistle. Miller gets his way back into the LAN. Pressure to put it down low, and he does. Well, they are double-shifting and triple-shifting JT Miller right now to try and get him his 100 points. Garland floats it back low into the corner. Miller battling down low in the zone. Got it back to the line to Myers. Rink wide to Ekman Larson. His shot blocked off the hip of Dursey. Puck comes though to Garland. Out of the corner, into the slot. Finding Ekman Larson, his shot blocked in front. And Dersey will have a chance to clear. Foot race to the Canuck zone for the puck. And Ekman Larson tried to get there before Lizot, he can't. Puck came free to the end boards. Ekman Larson trying to jab it off the wall, does for Pedersen. He had a tough time head manning it up the wall. Garland will get it back for Vancouver and quickly dish it off for Myers. Seven and a half to go here in this second peri or third period. If I'm not mistaken, we haven't even had a commercial break in this no, period, we have, have we? Well, because the Canucks had the power play. power play, then they had the five on three, then they scored. It's running time right now, Joe. It is running time. As Grunstrom skates his way into the Vancouver zone, driving his way to the net, dropping a pass. 
which is blocked down by Brad Hunt. Now the Canucks will play it. Here's Pedersen getting a stretch pass, but he couldn't break free on a possible scoring opportunity as it just rolled off the toe of his stick. That was both Pedersen and Besser looking for a cookie up at the red line. Icing waved off against L.A. Canucks able to retrieve in their own corner. Pedersen with time and space will set up the breakout with 6.40 to go here in the third. Yeah, we're going six or seven minutes here without a whistle right now. Highmore at center, drills it in deep. Edler playing it free behind his net for his deep partner, Stetcher. They're able to kick it out to center ice. Shen, named the unsung hero of the year by the fans this season. Gives it off for his D partner, Hughes. He'll dump it in deep. Puck comes off the left boards. Jason Dickinson finds it for the Canucks. Goes low to the corner. Puts on the brakes, comes back up the wall. Put it around the net. Feeding Highmore. Back to the point, near side for Hughes. Takes a look, lines up, fires. That's blocked off the leg. High in the zone of Kupari. Hughes got it back though. Put it to Shen on the right point. His shot blocked off the stick of Lemieux as it's broken down. Lemieux without his stick trying to glove it up the zone. Can't clear it out. Shen with it. Floats it across the zone. Hughes back at the line. Spins his way away from Velarde. Holding, shooting, blocked in front. Rebound, chance, they score! And it's Alex Chason getting this into a 2-2 hockey game in the late stages. Five and a half to go in the third. Uh, Chase on in his spot right in front of the net. Quinn Hughes does a lot of this work, but he throws it at the net. And this is going to be another point for Quinn Hughes. He does a spinorama to get away from the checker up at the blue line. A great play by Quinn Hughes. And he throws it at the net, and there's Chase on standing right in front. He tips it. And then he gets the rebound and he just chips it like with a little lob wedge over. Peterson. And he got a lucky bounce as well and from Chase from Stetcher. And we're tied at two, Joe. Yeah, the puck, it was probably going in, but it definitely was helped in off the shaft of the stick of Stetcher. Chase on won't care about that, as he's been able to get this game back into level terms with his 13th goal of the season. Here's JT Miller cruising around the zone. Getting it off the right side boards for Garland. Centering pass, goes to the opposite boards. Chason is there, leaving it free to Miller. Coughed it up though, and the Kings race the other way in numbers. Brown up the ice right side, holding, dragging the puck. Let a wrist shot go, gloved and held by Martin, and he'll get the whistle. With under five minutes to go, we've got ourselves a game again. It's the Canucks to the Kings two Here in the third, you've got it on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 in the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenwood and Corey Hirsch back with you here at Rogers Arena. Alex Chason has just gotten the Canucks into a 2-2 hockey game with his 13th goal of the season. Quinn Hughes and Brad Richardson had the helpers at 14:31. Time of the goal is always brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Back to the action and the puck is back in the LA zone. Spence with it, snaps it up the wing, missed everybody with the puck. This is going to be an icing call here against Los Angeles. We talked about it, Corey, coming out of the intermission. What do the Canucks need to do to get the fans back into it? We'll get a couple of goals 
would certainly help. That'll always help. Give them credit, the fans. They've been with this team through thick and thin in a frustrating year, and they've got something to cheer about now here in the late stages of regulation. Well, the Canucks can pull this off in regulation, if not in overtime. Overtime, three on three, Joe. I'm a, I'm a fan of three on three. Still think they should make it 10 minutes. Is make teams use more of their bench. Pedersen finding the puck free behind the LA net. Trying to get it out in front. It comes free to the line. Myers faked a shot, lost the puck, and now the Kings will clear. Foot race to the puck. Kempe will get there before Besser. Kempe's teammates were making changes, so he'll try to kill off some time by ragging it into the corner. Lost control, and now Pod Colson quickly skates the other way. Hitting the LA line where he's poked off the puck by Lysot. Now Vancouver's whistled down on the offside. Let's take a break. Inside four minutes to go in the third. It's the Canucks two and the Kings two. Got it on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 in the Sportsnet Radio Network. You've got it on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey here on Sportsnet 650 in the Sportsnet Radio Network. Do you own your own home? Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits where homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Joey Kenward and Corey Hirsch with you. Thanks for being with us. This is a 2-2 hockey game. A little more than three and a half to go in regulation. Canucks have goals this period from Besser and Chason. After the Kings had goals in the second period from Villardi and Kempe. Richardson intercepts a pass at center. Makes his way in across the line. Drops it for Dickinson. Jason Dickinson to the slot. Save made on the chance. And Pedersen will kick it, or Peterson, excuse me, will kick it away. And the Kings will clear. Highmore back in his own zone. Left it for Brad Hunt. JT Miller now. Put it across his own zone. Highmore at the end of a shift will peel off for a change. As the Canucks will regroup. Miller back inside his line, stretched it up the wing, missed Garland who wasn't expecting the pass and that's an icing call here against the Canucks with 2.57 to go. This game really has no ramifications on anything playoffs. LA's gonna play Edmonton. Tomorrow night at Edmonton, I gotta think that, I don't think we see Connor McDavid, I don't think we see Drysaddle. Oh, I wouldn't play those two guys. You probably wouldn't, however, if Connor McDavid is at all in jeopardy of not winning the scoring race, then he probably plays. Well, and where does he sit? First. To check the scoring right race. now. Yeah, so. but who's right behind him? Is it? We'll get our esteemed executive no. producer. I will take Cam a look. Barron. He'll take know. a look. It's now a shot and a glove save by Martin. We'll get you that information when we come back because we're going to pay another bill or two here with 2.50 to play in the third. It's the Canucks 2 and the Kings 2. You've got it on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Joey Kenwood, Corey Hirsch with you. 2-2 hockey game between the Canucks and Kings with 2.50 to go in the third. Let's take a look at the turning point of the game brought to you by Northview Golf and Country Club. Two Arnold Palmer designed championship courses, great food, world-class facilities, and magnificent views. Book now at northviewgolf.com. We'll get to that turning point in a moment. Meantime, Spence has it for L.A. Let a shot go from the point that deflects just wide and Spencer Martin stick. Miller will corral it, clear the zone to Hughes. He'll float it in deep. Garland will get to it first from a bad angle to negate the icing. Let a shot go off the side of the net. 
Puck will allow Karam off the wall and out to center. And the Canucks really have dominated this period. Kings have only had five shots. The Canucks have had nine. Holy Mata playing it out of his own corner will clear it to center ice. Two minutes to go now here in this third period of play. It's safe to say, Corey, the turning point so far probably has to be the power play goal earlier in this period from Brock Besser. Well, it got them back in the game, right? It's 2 nothing. got them back within striking distance. Pot Coles and hauled down, no penalty call, but he got it back in front, let a backhander go, and Peterson will hang on in the crease and get the whistle. Well, Peterson's been pretty good himself. Big goalie. Some would say he's wrong-handed, catching with his right hand. I just say, well, maybe he's the norm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was the wrong-handed one. Your glove hand was pretty good to play as long as you did. Thanks, Joe. Great success. Except right from your junior days, winning Memorial Cups and CHL Goalie of the Year titles. That yeah, wasn't bad. Olympian, representing your country. Yeah, Joe, you're making me feel good. Thanks, buddy. And a former Vancouver Canuck netminder. I had a giant heat and glove. I loved it. There was no real regulation like rules. <laughs> That's why oh, man, it, it worked massive. so well. <laughs> I loved it. Minute and a half to go here in the third period. Canucks two, Kings two. As Tyler Myers will wheel his way through center. Cut right into the LAN and dump it in deep. Mikey Anderson trying to get to it out of the corner. It was pressured there by Brock Besser. Anderson cleared it to the line, not out. Kept in by Myers. Gives off for Pot Coles. And Vasily Pot Coles with a wrist shot hit the post. Oh, he stepped into that one. No, he can rip it. Hits the iron. The minute to go now here in the third. Pod Colson getting it back off the wall. Falls, gets back to his skates, trying to chip it back to the point. It got away from Myers, and the puck goes back into the Vancouver end. Now we're in next goal wins territory, Joe. 40 seconds left to go in this hockey game. Looks like overtime is inevitable. See if JT Miller has something to say about that as he chips and chases into the zone. Stetcher got to it first. Left it free for Edler. He, though, can't clear the zone, although he does, according to the line sprint, Ryan Galloway. Shen unable to keep it in at the line. It will have a draw right in front of the L.A. bench with 30 seconds to play. I'm interested to see if they do get to overtime. Does Bruce Boudreaux use a couple different players? Maybe Pod Coulson gets a little bit of ice time. N.O.T. He's one. You probably, then you probably, I don't know who else it would be. Well, and, and you don't want, we, we've talked a lot, not only tonight, but all, you know, last number of weeks as to reasons why Vancouver's not going to get into the playoffs. Another reason was the, the fact that, Corey, they left far too many points on the table in games that finished in overtime. Not talking about games that went to a shootout. They were three and four in shootouts. Yeah. But they only won four times in 11 games that ended in OT. Yeah, Those are valuable, valuable points that absolutely. could have had you across the playoff bar line. I think it all comes out in the wash, though, Joe. Yeah. You are where you're supposed to be. And the Canucks, let's be honest, after the start they had, probably didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs this year. It was that bad. They gave but at least they gave it a good effort. They did. And they're going to go to OT tonight as the horn sounds to wrap up 
the third period of play and give credit to the home team, much like they've done for much of the last month. They've been able to stay in the fight tonight. They were trailing 2-0 after two, but goals by Brock Besser and Alex Chason. Besser's 22nd, Chason's 13th, are forcing this home finale into extra hockey. Well, and, you know, the Canucks had eight scoring chances in the third period, 11 shots. They came out, give the fans a little something for last regular season home game of the year. And it's been a decent hockey game. I, I don't know, there's at times where both teams looked uninterested, but then the Canucks won Brock Besser scored. Well, that was a turning point for the Canucks and they really started to turn up the heat. Now this three on three, Joe, I, I could see it being wide open. <laughs> yeah, I agree. As we mentioned, Vancouver in OT games this year. They've had four wins in the extra three-on-three -three frame, seven defeats. Kings have won five times in the three-on-three -three showdown and you know, lost six. You know what's fascinating, Joe? Dallas Stars are going to make the playoffs with a minus 10 differential in goals for and against. The Canucks what? are plus 13. And you know what? I think Dallas's overtime record was 11-1. and one. There you go. And that is also 11 points, right it's a there, big right? factor as to why yeah. that gets them into a wild card spot and what proved to be a very difficult stretch drive for teams battling for the yeah. seven and eight spot. See, like if you look at the, the East, every team that's a minus differential is out. Every other team's a plus. All right. Let's go to three-on-three three hockey here, shall we? JT Miller, Oliver Ekman-Larsen, Connor Garland, the trio to start for Vancouver. Adrian Kempe, Ange Kopitar, and Sean Dersey, the trio on the ice for the Kings. Last time these two teams met in LA, Kings were 2-1 winners in a shootout. Garland will take the draw at center against Kopitar. He'll win it, meaning Garland wins it. He'll put it back to his own zone, and Ekman Larson will set things up. Garland weaving his way through center. Drops it back into his own zone for Miller. Gathering some space. Gives it back to Garland, who cuts right into the L.A. territory. Garland comes to the right wall. Spins his way. Didn't see anyone to pass to, so he'll cruise back to center ice. Now Garland goes off for a change. Miller in control of the puck. He'll give it off to Besser, who's come over the boards. Miller gone to the bench, as is Ekman Larson. Pedersen onto the ice with Hughes, and it's Pedersen bringing it across the line. What a shot going. Peterson makes the save with a glove hand. And now Kempe will find it free and skate up the ice for L.A. Down the right wing into the Vancouver zone. Let a shot go. It was blocked by Besser, who was the last Canuck back defending. Besser now quickly gives it up the ice right side of Peterson. Pedersen, excuse me, across the line for Hughes. I knew I was going to get confused I've with those two names game long. I've been like that, Joe. <laughs> Pedersen dropping it into the slot for Besser. Back to the right point for Hughes. Weaves his way into the slot. Quinn Hughes going to the goal. Around the net he goes. Now put it in front. Besser shoots. Put it high on the glove side of Peterson. Pedersen now for the Canucks. Goes rink wide on a backhander to Hughes. Back to the line for Pedersen. Weaving his way down to the right corner boards. Pressured by Spence. Fights off the check though. Stays with the puck. Now he lost it and Anthony Sioux. Motors the other way. Down the right wing into the Canuck zone. Anthony Sioux. Put it in front for Lizon. He's 
involved in a sprawling save by Spencer Martin. Well, Lysot was exhausted going up the ice, and I think he was just too tired. Now in front, Anthony see with a backhand. Great glove hand save made by Spencer Martin. He'll quickly shovel it down to the ice and gets a roar of applause from the faithful here in Vancouver. Oh, everybody that was on the ice was on for almost a full two minutes, three on three, both teams. We've played a full two minutes now without a whistle. Here comes Miller through center. His teammates were making changes, so he'll have to circle back inside his line. You no, know, good opportunity for him to get to 99. As Ekman Larson has it now for the Canucks. Up the middle, tape to tape for Miller. Hits the LA stripe. Backhands it off to Pod Colson on the right wall. Pod Colson, pressured by Stetcher, fights off the check, goes across the zone. Comes to the far wall. Now peels his way back into the slot where he'll drop it for Miller. Miller. Can't get around his man Ayafalo who strips him off the puck. And the Kings' Mikey Anderson will regroup inside his own zone. You know, JT Miller with a toe drag. And that's kind of his all or nothing that he does in overtime every time. And if it works, they win. If it doesn't, the other team usually goes the other way and scores. Here's Kempe the other way for LA. Down the wing, let a shot go. It hit the shaft of the stick of Martin. Puck bounces back out to center ice. Two minutes to go here in this fast-flowing three-on-three OT. Kopitar across the line for the Kings. Comes to the right circle. Drops it for Kempe. Left circle giving it off now for Dersey. Dersey comes across the zone. Gives back for Kempe. Into the slot. Adrian Kempe with a shot. He hit the post. Rebound chance thrown wide by Dersey. So both teams have had glorious opportunities here in OT. But we carry on. Minute and a half to go here in the extra frame. Canucks two. Kings two. Garland circling in his own zone, setting things up. Pressured by Lizot. He'll be forced to go all the way back behind his own goal. Hughes and Pedersen are the other Canucks on the ice right now. Garland now gives for Hughes, and he'll have a chance to skate his way through center. Hits the neutral zone, gives it to Elias Pedersen, weaving his way in across the LA lines. Comes to the wall, stops. Gets it back to the point to Hughes with under a minute to go in OT. Now it's Besser to Pedersen, top of the right circle. Pressured, threw it to Hughes, who's at the left circle now. Makes his way to the wall. Still on it is Hughes, who cuts back to the blue line. Now he's got some space, winds up, fires, shot through traffic, stop. Now it's loose beside the net. Pedersen falls to his knees, he's being hounded. Fans want a penalty, they won't get it. Play continues, Besser finds it out of the corner. Comes in front, he shoots, save made. Now Besser with a rebound, it's blocked. Besser again, scores! And the Canucks are going to pour off the bench and celebrate their home finale in winning fashion. A two-goal performance from Brock Besser with just under 30 seconds to go in OT gives the Canucks a 3-2 win. Uh, Brock Besser, he had the machine gun going in front of the net. Must had three shots. Pedersen was there. And Peterson ends up making a couple saves, and then Brock Besser finally gets it. And he rips it top shelf. But even behind the net, there should have been three or four penalties. It was an absolute gong show. But Brock Besser, he gets the winner here in the final game of the year. All the players are going to sit and go and shake Dustin Brown's hand on a great career. Canucks players are waiting by the bench right now.
And as he gets congratulated by his own teammates, Chason's the first one in line to go congratulate Dustin Brown on a great career. He's had an I know one guy that wouldn't be standing in line, and that's Shane Doan. <laughs> he and Dustin Brown <laughs> hated each other. But there's mutual respect, and all the players are Absolutely. hugging Dustin Brown, the Kings teammates doing that. And the Canucks will wait to do the same thing for Dustin Brown. As I said, he's had some unbelievable battles over the years with the Canucks in the playoffs and regular season. Dustin Brown tonight playing in his 1,296th career regular season NHL game. One of the best ever to play in the LA organization. Was the first player in that team's history to hoist the Stanley Cup. But he and his teammates tonight lose 3-2 in overtime to the Vancouver Canucks. Let's take a look at the scoring summary. No goal scored in the first period. Gabe Velarde opened the scoring for LA at the 15.08 mark of period two with his fifth of the year. Followed up by Adrian Kempe scoring his 35th of the season at 18.50. Canucks trail 2-0 going into the third, but Brock Besser was able to break the shutout bid of Cal Peterson with his 22nd of the season on a power play. Elias Pettersson, JT Miller get the goals or the assists at 6.52. Alex Chason tied things up with his 13th of the season at 14.41 and that forced the game into overtime when Brock Besser was able to cash in with his second of the night, his 23rd of the year, it's his sixth game winner of the year, Elias Pettersson with the helper at 4.30 of OT. The final goal on home ice this season for the Canucks at 4.30 of OT brought to you by Chromakai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Lots to talk about coming up in our post-game show. Not only talking about this game, but also the home portion of the schedule and a look ahead to the season finale in Edmonton tomorrow night. Satyar Shaw and Dan Riccio have it now for you here on the Sportsnet Radio Network.